Hello and welcome to show 43 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yay, we got our sound effects today. Yeah, no, I was waiting for the claps because we always have claps, don't we? Mm. Mm. Um, Yeah, so we have got uh, Chinny on today. Hello, yes, I am here, present. Yep, and we have got Duke. Hey guys, sorry I don't have a sound clip or nothing this week. I'm really not feeling really well. So, I mean, I'll be here on the show, but I don't, I'm don't. i not really going to talk much. Come yes. on, you do so, Dad. You, you sit down, Duke. Yeah, he, sounds, uh, he doesn't sound very well there, does he? No. Oh, bless him. Well, you, you can sit out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he can. He'll be, he'll be fine. I think well, he has. I think he has. Uh, he's going to tell us about what he's been playing at some point. Yeah, maybe. maybe. He, he may. He may chip in every now and again. Who yeah. knows? But he, you know, he might be a bit quiet. We could it, do with someone better looking in the room. We could. We could. Um, so we we have we've we've got a girl apparently. Have we? Have we yeah. got? A girl? <laughs> oh, look at that! We have. We have. Wow. Yeah. Do you want? It's... Do you do you want to introduce yourself? Do you want to tell yes. us who you are? It's Ballet Bunny, a.k.a. Mrs. Chinchini. <laughs> that, that sounds a bit serious. I didn't know he was married. I, know. I, don't, I think we have to have a chat. <laughs> I think you Hello. do. That's me. Oh, Is that some sort of proposal, like, on the podcast? Oh, dear. <laughs> just, look, just say it. Come on. <laughs> but yes. Well, no. answer him, Mike. Oh, God. <laughs> you left the question hanging. Do you still think this was a good idea then, can I? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is quite funny. Um yeah, before we before we actually talk about what we've been up to, I I have uh, been you know, I have got something random like always. This is the thing, Tara, right? Even though it's a podcast with three people, she always starts it off with whatever he's been up to. That's right. So the start of the show is just random things. Yeah, and then he yeah. talks about things that he's bought that no one cares about yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so we've just got to listen to him go on there. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but it's just obligatory. Um, no, that's fine. Okay, okay. I thought you know when we was talking about you know talking about games in public to other people and the stuff right. you just don't get games. Well, I thought I'd take it to a new level this week. Okay. I thought I'd take it to the next level, mm-hmm. and. I went on a. I basically do training at work. Part of my job is training other people to do stuff. Right. So I went on a course that was to polish up my training skills. You know, to make me a better trainer. Yeah, and yeah, train, train people to pole dance, right? Not not necessarily pole dance. No, it's more. It's, it's pretty boring <laughs> stuff, to be honest. Right. It's, it's it's boring stuff. Um, but basically, we had to do some impromptu presentations in front of all the other people who were training. Mm-hmm. So I thought, huh, I know what I'll do mine on. <laughs> so I did I did one on podcasting and about the podcast. Oh gosh. I know, I know. And <laughs> do you know what was really funny though? They asked me loads of questions. Did they? Yeah, they were quite interested. I was quite impressed, right? Okay. Well, we might have some new listeners. <laughs> I know, you never know. Really? You never know, we might have some new listeners. And then we had to do another one in the afternoon for five minutes, and I did that on why I'm passionate about games and gaming mm. in general. 
good. So, so there you go. Did anybody go, oh, look at him. Yeah, do you know what? I did get some funny looks. I did get yeah. some, some odd looks around the room. But, you know, I just said it how it was. But they, it went down quite well. You know, I think people were actually quite interested. It was better. I mean, one, one guy was there, right? No offence, right? He was a lovely guy. Uh, but he talked about Legionnaire's disease. And I was right. just like, huh. It was interesting, but you know when you're like... A bit depressing, not, though. Yeah, a bit depressing. You know, people yeah. dying of Legionnaire's disease and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, so I thought, I thought man, and another, you know, another girl talked about gardening, you know, about how you mulch your soil and stuff. Right, you know. sounds like a sexual innuendo, doesn't it? <laughs> it possibly is, it possibly is. Uh, but it was good, it was good. I'm, I'm getting it out in the open, I'm spreading the word. Yeah, well you know. done, that's the first step, mate. It is. I, I think remember. we should start a campaign, you know, you know, bring should, it out uh, of the closet. We should, uh, we should ask Tara, right, because I know, I kind of know the answer, right, but Tara, we were talking about, talking about games. In public, do you do it with other people? Yeah, yeah, people you don't know as gamers. Yeah, not really, because you've got nothing to talk to them about. Like they don't really know. You're just but talking you, to would them. You, would you bring it up though? Would you bring it up like in a conversation? Do you, um, do you feel ashamed that you play games? Do you feel ashamed? Oh no, no, not at all. No, no, no. Well, I do find that like guys don't really want to talk to girls about games. In my experience. So I don't really talk about like to guys about games because yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, Ginny, how, how much longer is she on for? You know, I don't, yeah, I yeah, don't, I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk. Why don't they want to talk? Why? <laughs> <laughs> what do they say when you start? I don't talking? know. They just they just seem uninterested. Like I don't know. Well, like do they... she's a girl. She'll know nothing. Yeah, she knows yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. What was you saying the other day? Well, when you said uh, someone. Someone on Facebook put like Red Dead Redemption, and you said yeehaw, and they was really shocked that you knew about stuff. Yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah, it was my friend um, uh, put like a quote about it, and I was like, oh yeehaw, because I knew what he was on about. And then he was like, oh, you knew what I was talking about. You're a girl, blah blah blah. And it really annoys me because you know. I don't know. Getting to the twenty first century is what I say. <laughs> Jesus. Now we haven't got Torah for very long, Shu. So I know. Gonna... Interestingly, can I just say when I was doing my talk on video games, uh, there was a cut. Obviously, some girls there, mm. and they they one of the questions they asked was, "Well, do do girls play games as well?" And I sort of pointed out that something like forty percent of all gamers are girls, you know, due to stuff mm. like Facebook and proper games, you know, not just Facebook. And then <laughs> they were they were quite sort of shocked about that. And were like, really? Well, girls wow. play games? Whoa, didn't know that. I didn't know we were allowed. I know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was quite interesting. Cool. Right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, games, playing. We, we should start off with Tara then, shouldn't we? So, what, yeah. what, what have we you been got very to? She hasn't yeah. got very... She's a busy I girl, know. Tara. She's a happy yeah. girl. Yeah. Oh, I am busy. <laughs> so, what, what have you been playing, Tara? What have I been playing? Well, um... I've just this second turned on my DS. I haven't played it for a while. But I started Puzzle Quest again because I played a little bit of it and then I stopped playing it. I don't know why. But I'm starting to play that again because I don't remember it much and I don't know if I liked it or not. So, mm-hmm. um, well, And that's which, it, really. Which is a, what, what, the, the first one, what was the puzzle for that? Was it three in a row or four in a row or something that you had to get? Or matching fours? I can't remember now. Um. Yeah, I'm sort of on the tutorial now, and you've got to get like three, three to four things in a row. Yeah, because so I, I really I don't know what I'm doing yet, to be honest. Well, that's your battle system, isn't it? That's how you're sort yeah. of battling. It's like an RPG with puzzle battle system or something, isn't it? I miss. I've yeah, been yeah. playing that as well, but 
I think I think I'm like a bit of a loser because I can't play it without doing it with the walkthrough because I'm just I'm too impatient. Oh, you've got getting... oh, that spoils it. I know. Oh. I've tried. I really, really have tried my hardest, but I'm just I'm too impatient. It's either not play it at all or play it with the walkthrough, and I do want to play it. So it has to be the latter, I'm afraid. But you don't get those okay. eureka moments because it's all about the eureka <laughs> moments with that game. I get it when I read it. I read it. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't get that feeling of euphoria when you work something out for yourself and go, oh, wow, that's that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's better than not playing it at all, though, Stu. It, it is. Can I ask, have you have you played Portal? No. You have played Portal, Claire. Have I? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I don't, yeah, you is did a little bit. Yours? It's the one with the little portals, yeah, and you go from. No, I haven't played it a lot. No, no, not a lot. I wouldn't say I played it, because I played it with you, but it wasn't really playing it. It was just you talking at me. It doesn't count, I'm afraid. But, right. yeah, I would play that. It looks good. It didn't teach you how to play. It just told you how to do it. It just told yeah, you what. Yeah, he just he, he talks at me, yeah. <laughs> I do this now. You're not doing that right. Oh, give it to you. Does he take the controller off you at all? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, when he's got something that he really likes and stuff, he can't really enjoy it. Like, with Family Guy, like, I really like Family Guy. But um, when I first started watching it with Mike, I couldn't watch it with him because he'd laugh before the joke and tell me what was happening, so I couldn't really enjoy it. And that's oh, no. It's like, oh, watch this bit, watch this bit. This is very insightful, I have to say. (laughs) Does it? Does he do that with films as well? Do you you know when you're watching a film together that he's seen before? No, actually, no. Shall I go? Do you want to chat with the? I'm I'm just chatting. You know, getting some info on you. Inside info. This is (laughs) inside info. So, so he could have done to come on my the the course I went on for teaching, could he? Because he's not a very good teacher then. Uh-oh. Also, there's another thing as well. Ballad Bunny has joined our forum, Stu. I know, I've seen. Do you know what? I'm wearing Battery Gamers t-shirt right now. Ah, there you go. go. I'm not playing. Well, there you go. That, that is a cool t-shirt, I have to say. It is, I love it. Do you know, I've never seen anyone wearing one, so I have no idea what they look like on someone, apart from the guy on the website, which I see all the time. So I've never actually seen someone wearing one. Well, if you look at Tora's profile picture, it's there. Oh, just a minute. Uh, oh, I can't see that because she's not on my Skype friend list. No, no, no. I mean on the forums. Oh. You obviously haven't been looking, Stu. Oh. Mm, just a minute. <laughs> I'll have to have a look now. But um, people don't believe that it's you, Tora. So can you say, for so just to, to make it public, that that Ballet Bunny is you? Ballet Bunny is, in fact, me. Yeah. Tahara Matis. There you go. There you go. Brilliant. But yes, it was very funny. And uh, GH Rocker got your uh, Simpsons reference. So... Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that is a very cool... I've got to say, that is a very cool T-shirt. That does look very <laughs> cool on your, on your little yeah, pic it there. Makes, it, adds, it makes you way cooler, Tara, wearing that. It, de- it definitely does. It definitely does. Um, we haven't heard off Duke for a while. Well, what have you been playing, Duke? Uh, well, I finished Fallout New Vegas, but I don't really feel like talking about it right now. What? And... You don't feel like talking about it? Well, you are real. Carry on. And, uh, I played Batman Arkham Asylum. I did that, like, over the weekend. And it was fun. I had a good time with it. I'll say more another time. I just don't really feel like getting into it. And that's about it. There you go. Oh, he's very quiet. You know, it's not like him at all. I'm worried about yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worried. 
He's not like butting in or playing stupid sound bites or anything. It's just weird. No, no, strange. It's all very quiet. We'll mm. have to keep oh. an eye on him throughout the show and, and hope he's feeling a bit better later, maybe to say a bit yeah. more. Who it knows? like he's not here. I know. I know. You'd never know, would you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so how you doing, Tara? Do you you, you want to? You got to go. Yeah. All right. Well, you might be back on again. It's fun. Of course, we'll have you back on. You're welcome anytime. Uh, but yes, uh, it's been fantastic having you on. So yeah, very kind. Oh, thank you. Hello. That's okay. We're, we welcome all. He says. Mm-hmm. So. Lovely. Right. Well, I think okay. uh, Chini, you'll have to let her go because I can't cut her off. You're, right. the, you're the cutting off person. I don't know how we cut her off. Oh yeah, I did. Okay. Okay. Bye, Tara. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. See ya. See ya. There you go. She's gone. Done. Done. That's it. So, shall we uh, carry on, I suppose? Yes, we shall. That was lovely, wasn't it? To uh, have your, nice. your girlfriend, Mrs. or Mrs. Chinny, whatever we're uh, going to call her from yeah, now on, who knows? Whatever you might be calling her from now on, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think we should uh, swiftly move on from there. Yes, yes, um, So, what have you been up to, then? What have you been playing this week? What have you been spending your time with? Um. Okay, well... I have finished Enslaved, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, we don't, sometimes we have very different opinions on games, Stu, but I think we're both pretty much the same on Enslaved. I enjoyed it, I had a good time with it, dragged a little bit at the end, the ending was a bit confusing. Well, not confusing, but just could have been handled a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give any spoilers, because there will be people out there. Yeah, play, yeah. But it is a bit... Yeah. yeah, I think they could have done a little things, a few things differently. Change the actor, maybe. Yeah, that was a bit weird, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I found that a, a little bit odd. I have to say, but I guess it saved on money. <laughs> yeah, that's that what I thought as well. Yeah, that was a bit odd. Yeah, no, I'd agree. Yeah, uh, but I, I did like it. I think it's brilliant. I did think it was brilliant, but there was just little nitpicky things that I didn't like about it. But overall, yeah, a great game, well above average. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there was some huge scale at the end, wasn't there, with the final battles yeah. that you had yeah. To, yeah. to complete. I thought that was really well done. Good stuff. It's and the good. story was pretty good throughout the game. You know, the majority of the story and the acting was... Re- I think the um, the girl got better throughout the game, the girl who played Trip. Yeah. I thought she got sort of a bit better towards the end. But, yeah, it was good. It was yeah. good. Um, so Solid rental. Yeah, it is. I've been playing that. I've been playing Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, how 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 addicted are you getting to that then? I'm not I'm not totally addicted to it. I think it's good. It's a good game, but I like picking it up now and again. You know what I mean? I don't like. I, I don't find myself spending hours and hours and hours on it. I just play a couple of rounds on it, and then I'm done. I'll put it down. Um, so it's not too bad. Uh, but I don't think it's as good as Peggle. I think it's it's fun and it's funny, uh, and it's well made and all this. So yeah, I like it. Uh, but I, I have been playing a little bit of Medal of Honor. Okay. And I've only played a single player. I've only played about three or four levels. And a lot of scripted events. You know how Call of Duty does it? But that yeah. scripted events that it grabs you and like, then something happens and all this. Uh, a ton of those, and I'm not really that far into it. And it really makes you appreciate Call of Duty a lot more. Like They do it a lot, uh, a lot more organically. You know what I mean? But with this, it's just script event after script event, and it's just a little. It's it's not bad. It's it's difficult. I've it's, heard. It's... I mean, 
I obviously haven't played it, but I've heard a lot of negative stuff about it. I must admit. Yeah, I think people are too harsh on it, to be honest, because it's not terrible to you. It's not a bad first-person shoot. There's no way. Like, I'll play it, and I'm enjoying it. You know, it's fine. Like, it's, I'm having a good time with it. It's not bad, but it's, there's nothing amazing about it either. You know, it doesn't blow me away, and I think it's I think it's overhyped. I think it's got it's a game that's in a, a genre that's super oversaturated. Yeah, it's got a massive competition. So if it doesn't at least at least reach that bar, it's going to get massive criticism. And it, I don't think it has reached that bar. It's a decent shooter. It's it's certainly better than you know any other shooter like Kane and Lynch. I know it's third person or whatever. It's 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 better than most shooters still. But there is a lot. There's a lot of texture popping. Like there's one level where you start by a goat, right? right? And you like you kind of proned, and you you're starting by a goat, and none of the textures have loaded on the goat. Like there's a ton of texture popping. There's, there's what bit, engine is it using? The single player is Unreal Three. Right. Well, that's all. Awesome. The Unreal Three has a bit of pop. The player is Frostbrite. Um, right. So it's two different engines. Can you tell? Is there, is there a distinct difference? I haven't played the multiplayer yet, but people right. do say it does feel like a two different games. But um, it's it's just... There's, there's a moment, it doesn't seem as polished, you know, as a Call of Duty game. There's a moment where I kind of look to the left of me and there's like other people that I can't get to. Like there's a space that I can't get to and there's other people kind of having a fight. And All right. You can see them like spawning in and shooting each other, and it's just very robotic and it's just poor animation. But it's meant to look like a fight in the background. You know what I mean? And you, if you have a close look at it, it's just horrible stuff. So yeah, there's there's a lot of poor things like that. It's just not as polished as a Call of Duty game, and it's sad because it's not terrible. I just think it could do with another six months, and then it would be a little bit better. But it still wouldn't be Call of Duty level. But it would be. You know, they'd fix all the texture popping, I guess, and all the scripted events, because some of them, like, there's one part where I was sniping some people off the tower, and I was kind of looking around for where all my mates are, and they was all way ahead of me, waiting by a door. Right? So these and, were the AI characters. Yeah, it? and it's just like, uh, it, there's too much of it. There's too much of, like, the wait, walk past this moment, and then this, this thing happens, and... Uh, it's 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 just okay. That's its problem. It's just okay. And in that market, in the first-person shooter genre, it can't afford to be just okay. No, it's I think so- I agree. It sold well. It sold well, but, but that's because of what the box is. You know what I mean? People just see a military shooter. You know, look how much that ghost spot, like shooter sniper game sold. That sold phenomenally well. Because it has a cool cover and people just pick it up and go, look, shooting stuff, cool, it looks like Call of Duty. So it's sold well, but yeah, it's, it's just, there's too much competition for this game. Yeah, because it sold about one and a half million, I believe. Yeah, it's doing it? alright, yeah, but I just, I mean, critically, it's, it's out of bashing. And, it, it, you know, it's just because of its competitors. Like, you, you, can't, you can't compete with Call of Duty with that, kind of, with that kind of game. It's just not polished enough, it's not... You can tell they've rushed it, like the, with like you know splitting the multiplayer and stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I believe there's different menus for each part of the game, which sounds a well, bit. Well, I haven't even gone to the multiplayer game, but everybody I've spoken to say it, it feels like a different game. Even the grenades throw differently, and the controls are different. Well, it will do, won't it? It's in a different engine, you know. Yeah. Love... I think it's an interesting experiment to sort of have two halves of the game done in different engines by I think different it's too hard. But... No, I mean it's too odd, like. I think it's too jarring. Maybe if you had a, like a, a first-person shooter and an, and an RTS, and they were made in different engines with different developers, that might be cool. But 
it's yeah. trying to be the same. They're trying because they're trying to be so similar. You notice how you notice how different they are. Yeah. If they try to be different, then you won't care. It, it just, I don't, it just doesn't feel as good as everything. I, as I said, I will play it. I'm enjoying it. You know, it's fine, but it's not that. And it does, it does rip off Call of Duty a lot. I've gone through a level which is basically exactly the same as the the end of Modern Warfare Two. It's an airplane graveyard. Right. And uh, you haven't played Modern Warfare 2. Right? I haven't, no. Right, but at the, the last level of Modern Warfare 2, you're in this airplane graveyard, so there's all these old airplanes lying around, right? And in the third level... Oh, level... no, I have played through that, because that's in the... Uh, because I played the Spec Ops, didn't I? Right, okay. And that's one of yes, the levels yes, in the Spec, the Spec Ops. Ops yeah. yeah, so, so I have level, played that bit. There's, there's a similar level in Medal of Honor, about third or fourth in, and it's it's the same. Right. It's, it's it's exactly the same. It's, it's an airport graveyard. And I, I bet you there'll be similar things from other Call of Duties, you know. It's just um, that, that you, you get to ride a quad bike and it's really poorly handled. You can't control it very well. Ugh, it's 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 just... There's just so many little things. and I, I, It's okay. It's just mediocre. It's just in the middle. And it's, it can't afford to be. Can't afford to be. Yeah, just just not hitting that bar. But then, in in some ways, it almost doesn't matter because it's still sold well. So he's done what he needed to do as a business venture, didn't he? You know, he sold the game. So I guess the show. What EA wanted. Yeah, to do. I guess they're happy enough. The shareholders are happy. Sure, there'll be another one, you know, and it'll be more of the same. But is it is it what we want as gamers? Doesn't sound like it. I mean, these these could be making something really cool. Yeah, these could be making a new IP that we all like. Um, but no, they're they're stuck. They're, they'll probably make Medal of Honor games now for an, for another five six years. Yeah. So um, so anything else you've been playing? I don't think so. I've downloaded the the Zombie Red Dead Redemption pack, which I know you played. I'm I'm going to talk quite yep. a bit about that. I okay, have. cool. Don't no spoilers, please. I'll but... try my best. No, you oh, will try. Try my best not to spoil it. No, I won't. I won't spoil it. Uh, sorry, but I've because I've I've done the I've spent two thousand four hundred points. You see, because it's, it's October. Oh, uh, right, okay. So you get yeah, yeah. So I bought, as I said, I bought Plants vs. Zombies. I bought the Red Dead Redemption Undead Pack. And I thought, what can I buy for 400 points? Watched you. What? I have no idea. What did you buy? Dead Rising 2 Case Zero. Oh, okay. Okay. But I, didn't, I didn't play it. But you think about, you know, the best 400 points you'll spend is probably that, right? Yeah, but, either that or Chime. Chime's... Well, I've already got Chime. So. I know, but if you didn't have Chime... You know yeah. that's a, that's a good four hundred points. But I thought, um, yeah, I, I thought, why not? You know, was like the original um, Geometry Wars four hundred points as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's a good four. I'm just sort of mentioning other four hundred point games for people if they, you know, they yeah. spending. Well, that I just thought, you know, four hundred bucks a point. What can I buy? Like, I, I thought that Case Zero is probably the best I could do with my money there. Definitely. Um, and I haven't played Dead Rising two yet, so I might as well give that one a bash. And I wasn't planning on doing it, but I only had four hundred points left, and that was four hundred points. I needed to spend 400 points before end of October. Why not? But I haven't played those yet. So that is me done. Okay. Um, yeah, because I believe I did see you that you put on Facebook that you've got Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2 on its way. Or True. Has that arrived today? No, no. They, they said that they was dispassionate. That was on Twitter, I think. Was oh, it Twitter? I've seen it. I know I'd seen it somewhere, and I was thinking, oh, I wonder if it came or not. No, not today. They're, they're, Oh, because I posted back enslaved. Um, Star Wars is next. So. Mm, very good. Um, 
Yeah, I've got to talk a little bit about Love Film because I wasn't a happy chap, I have to say. Oh, go on then. Okay, because I sent a game back last, either Monday, probably Monday, yeah, I think it was Monday. They received it back on Tuesday. Okay. And then I had, on my list, I, on the high priority, I had uh, Deadly Premonition. <laughs> okay. Um, Saw 2, which apparently is not very good, so maybe it was a good job they didn't send that. This was on high, this was on high priority. Uh, Fable 3. I had on high priority. Uh, a Shadow's Tale on high. And Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, which came out on Friday, right? And then they didn't dispatch anything until Thursday. So they got the game that I'd sent back on on Tuesdays. And then they didn't dispatch anything until th- So I thought, oh, that's quite cool. They must be waiting until these other games come out so they can send me one of the new releases. Yeah? Which you'd, that's what you'd anticipate, wouldn't you? If they didn't oh, say- no, but I know how they work. So yeah, know. obviously. So I thought, so yeah. So they didn't send me any of those titles, okay? Mm-hmm. And then on uh, medium type medium, I had Castlevania: Lord of Shadows, three uh, dot three D dot Game Heroes, Alan Wake. Uh, so I had those in in me medium, and then everything else was low, okay. And guess where they sent me a game from? Low, low, and they sent me Just Cause Two, and I was like. What have they sent me this thing for? That's because that, that's the only one they've got at the moment. You oh. know, you don't know how many they've got of each copy and stuff like that. So I was very... Guess what I did with it? Passed it right back. Straight back. I didn't even bother. I just you took it You should put out. it on your list then if you don't want it. I know, but I didn't want it then. You know, See, it was, it's a it waste was of time. Do what I do. Have a different... Have a separate word pad document and list all the games that you don't want right now in that. And then add them in when your list is yeah, a bit low. Yeah, right, but right. the other thing is, you don't want a game that takes ages to finish, or where you're doing lots it of faffing about. That long. No, but at this time of year, you just want all, all I want yeah, at the moment is yeah, story-driven yeah. narrative. I still problem. think you shouldn't you shouldn't put it on your queue if you knew. Well, that. maybe not. I mean, they could have sent me anything else, and I'd probably played. You know, CSI had on there, Deadly Intent. Yeah, but it's on your it's on your list. It's like New Super Mario. It's on your list. Oh, dear love film, you sent me this game on on this list that I want. How dare you? You know, Clank, a cracking time. I'd even I'd have even been was happy that singularity. Clank, a cracking time, like like Wallace and Gromit. That was a cracking time. Yeah. That was. Uh, but yeah, I'd have been happy with singularity even to finish off. You know, I'd have been happy with any of those. But he sent me that anyway. So I sent it straight back. And I got the net, the the replacement game today, which was a Shadow's Tale. Uh, eventually, did that make you happy? Stu? It did make me much happier than Just uh, Cause uh, Two. Yeah, I'd miss Cause. I, I, what I said about Just Cause Two, I wouldn't even rent it, mate. Really? Is it that bad? I wouldn't rent it. It's not worth it. You're not missing anything. Oh well, I'll no. not add it back on my list. No, I don't. No, I'll just leave it. Uh, so I thought I, I've given it a quick play, but I'm not going to talk about it now because I really have only played about the first twenty minutes of it. Okay. Just, just to see what it's like. But first impressions are pretty good. I'm, I'm, I like the aesthetics of it, okay. which is, which is. That's my not thing. like you. That's not I know. I bet you can't believe it. But it's the artist, you know, the art style, not as opposed to the graphics, because it is a Wii game after la, all. La 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 la. Yes, yes, yes. It is a Wii game. But I have been playing other stuff, which I am going to uh, talk about. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna save the best till last. I think. Okay. So I'm gonna start off. Uh, what I did at the weekend, obviously, as you know, it was Halloween. So, yes. so my games are a bit Halloween themed. I oh, have good. To say this good, week. Good, good. So it was Halloween, and Millie was. We were home at the weekend. The weather was a bit dire, you know, rainy and not very nice. So I said to Millie, "Oh, that's Halloween. Why don't we download Costume Quest and and play that?" Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So we downloaded it on the PS3 because obviously I I don't want to spend my points on my 360 unless it's something I really want. So you know, as it was available on the PS3, I downloaded it on there, and it was seven ninety nine, or was it eight ninety nine? Might have been eight ninety nine. I think it was. Just under ten pounds. Um, but it's a little bit deceiving that game. It's a little yeah. bit deceiving because it it looks a lot like a kiddie game, doesn't it? Well, I'm guessing it's not from your. It sort of is. It is. I mean, there's sort of little. There's like little mini games where you have to do apple bobbing, and you know, you have to sort of race this kid around the block, and you have to beat him and stuff like that, which is very kiddie and orientated. Uh, but then you go into the battle system, and. Millie really struggled. I mean, the first battle she did, she was fine with. But then after that, even I struggled with some of them. And it's 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 very much um, a sort of Final Fantasy style battle system. So it's it's sort of very Japanesey turn based uh, battling. So, you, but it's sort of simple. It's not it's not very complicated. Uh, you basically you have your standard attacks. So you press. Uh, I think it's. Um, I'm trying to think. I always... X or Y, right? No, because it's on the PS3. So square it's... or triangle? It'll be square. So you press. Uh, or is it circle? No, you press circle for a standard attack. I always have to think because I use two controls. I have to think where the buttons are. Uh, but yeah, you press circle for a standard attack, right? And then you get another prompt, and each character has a different way of prompting. So it might just be another button press straight away, like a quick time button. So it'll just say, you know, press X or press square or press, you know, triangle. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. So you have to do that. And then you get, obviously, a bonus on your attack. Okay. So you, uh-huh. but you'll have, if you fight one enemy, there'll be two of them when you actually go into the battle mode. And as you know, as a robot, you turn into a great big mech thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then, And then, obviously, as you're playing through the game, you get you, you meet up with another lad who's being bullied, and he joins yeah. your party. He has a knight costume, right? He, has a he does have a knight costume, and the knight's more of a defensive. So the knight's more of a defensive yeah. character. So he does have a basic attack. Uh, but then as you sort of do your basic attacks, you build up, and then you get a special attack that you right. can then use. And, you know, usually... And, and for the... The robot, it's like a missile attack. Oh, yeah, I think I did use it, yeah, yeah. in the demo. Uh, I used and obviously, it, yeah. you press the triangle on the, and I'm guessing it's the Y on the 360, mm. and then it launches this big sort of missile attack, and that usually finishes off the, the baddies. Uh, but as a knight, he does this shield thing, so you can put a shield on either you or, or you know, your character or, or his character to sort of protect them in the next round. So it's it's very sort of turn based, but as it obviously gets harder, the the battles do. You, if you miss just say two prompts, you will lose the battle. You won't win it. Okay. So it's quite unforgiving. Right. Okay. So it's quite simple to play, but it's quite unforgiving. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I I am really enjoying it. I mean, Millie wasn't didn't want to go trick or treating. I said, "Do you want to go trick or treating?" And she was like, "Oh no, I don't want to do that." Oh. She's never been before, and she's a bit scared, a bit wary. And then one of her friends came over from over, from over the road and said, "Do you want to come trick or treating with us?" And he was like, "Okay then." So so I ended up playing it on my own for about two hours. So yeah, and I, and I quite enjoyed it. I've got to say, I did like it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I played the demo too, and I, I liked it. I just didn't. I haven't got time to like, play. Those talk- I don't know. Like, it it just it was good. I could see it was good, and I I'm, I probably would play it and enjoy it. But I don't know. Just maybe like another time. You know what I mean? Like maybe in the summer. Obviously, yeah. with the theme of the game, it's cool that it comes out Halloween. You know, you know. 
So, but it's just a shame that Halloween is congested with all these other games, and I, I'm still in 2008 with my games. Like I've got to play Fable 2, so it's difficult for me to kind of try. I'll try and put off some games and come back to them later. But yeah, yeah, I think um, from what you're saying, and I enjoyed the battle system and how it worked, and it's simple enough for me. Yeah, well, I felt the same. I'm I'm okay with turn-based battles. Yeah, if yeah. I understand what the hell it is I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's no. It's very rudimentary leveling up. You know, it just levels up your you know your health, and and the powers of your attack. So that's all that gets leveled up. So every time you go up a level, you don't have to mess around with stuff. I mean, the the interesting thing it adds in these uh, things called battle stamps. Uh, which you then can buy from like uh, this girl, and she'll and they give you special attacks on your on your, when you're actually in battles. Uh, and there was one that was called Egg on Your Face, and basically right. it pelts in pelts your your enemy with rotten eggs, and then they're like stunned for that for the next round of, of cool. the battle. So there's lots of little cool things, and and all there's like counter attack if you get your prompt, you like your defense prompt because obviously when they attack you, you get another button prompt. And if you press it at the right time, it, it obviously reduces the amount of damage you do to you. But if you have the counter attack, it'll also, you know, you'll do damage to them if you get it if you get the prompt right. So, cool. so, so you can add variations to your battling just by, you know, enabling the different uh, battle stamps that you pick up. But yeah, no, overall, I quite enjoyed it. So yeah, I've been playing good. quite a bit of that. Good, good. Um, yeah, DJ Hero Two. Um, we went to Chester. I was on holiday last week, so we went to Chester for the day. Whilst I was there, I thought, oh, I'll just go into Game Station and just see how much it is for a second-hand peripheral Then Millie and I can play together, you know, on DJ Hero 2. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, yeah, 24 quid is all I paid for it. So that was for... Just for it, the, the decks? No, that's the deck and the original DJ Hero game. Oh, right, okay. So it's cheap as chips. It is. It cost absolutely nothing. Mm. And uh, and it was brand new, even though it was sold as second-hand. When I opened the box, when I got home, yeah. it still had the protective plastic cover on the turntable and everything. Was it, was it a little bit worn out, like somebody had used it? Or? No, that's what I'm saying. It was brand new. It had it's never, just literally like, never been opened. And, and the, the reason I know it had never been used was because on the, on the edge of my deck at home, you know where the little silver bumps are where obviously your thumb goes? Yeah. Well, they've all rubbed off. Because right. obviously, me being on, and there was no damage to any of those on the side. No I don't think it had ever been used. I think maybe someone got it, bought them as a present, and just took mm. it straight in to, to get rid of it. 25 quid, though. If I could find it for 25 quid, I'd probably be tempted to get it. But, oh, it's just another game to play, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, there's, it's so good. Mm. And there's, obviously, there was a cool mode we could then try out, which you can try out with one day, but it was more interesting with two. Right. Um, they've, they've added in this other mode called Party Mode. Okay, and you basically set it going, and it just plays all the tunes within it at random. So, right. there's, so there's no actual order to them. It just plays, or you can set up a playlist if you wanted to actually put your own tracks in as a playlist. You but it plays it like a CD, so it just plays one track after the other. Okay, and at any time, if you press a button on the on the, the one of the decks or pick up the microphone, you know, and press the controller button, you can just join in and play it, oh, whatever. Cool. Okay, but there's no score. There's no sort of, you know, anything. But you can do all the stuff you can normally do in the game. And then if you don't, if you just leave the controller, after about 10 seconds, it just goes back to just playing it. You know, just playing the tune that it's on. So it's, I thought that's really cool. If you had yeah. people around, you know, having a bit of a party, it would be quite cool. Yeah, for it like a party, yeah. It's good for a party, yeah. 
Not that I know anyone who'd come around to my house for a party, but I thought, that's quite cool. I like that a lot. Mm. Um, so he does that. And then there's just, as you sort of playing the game, each sort of this, I've been playing the Empire mode, which is like the, you know, the career mode in it. Yeah. Um, and it's quite well done, you know. It's, it's is that where you start off in Arbathan and then London? Or... Yeah, because in the, in the original game, there was none of that. You just played a set and unlocked the songs, and that was sort of it. So there was no sort of story or anything like that to it. Uh, with this, at least it put a little bit more for It's still very superficial, I have to say. Um, but each, each sort of set list unlocks a bonus song that can then be played. And each set list starts with what, what's called a mega mix. Right, okay. yeah. So they'll actually mix five, four, three or four songs all together that actually properly uh, crossfade from one track to the other in between songs. And they're really, really cool, I have to say. There's some really yeah. cool mixes. Um, but one of the bonus songs I unlocked was uh, War, you know. Yeah. Uh, War, what is it? All that sort of stuff. What is it uh, for? Yeah, mixed with uh, Superstition. Cool. Which was excellent, I have to say. I was like, yeah. what a cool... You can't beat a bit of, beat a bit of Stevie Wonder, and it was, uh, it was really well put together. But some of the mixes in it are just excellent. You know, they've, it, the original mixes that are in there for, you know, like uh, Adamski Killer, uh, you know, all those sorts of original songs, and the remixes you've done, spe- obviously specifically for that game, are really well put together. Very yeah. clever. I've got to say, I really love it. So, so you're happy now that they've catered for like all audiences rather than just yes, people. yeah, and and a lot of it is, I, I think in in some respects there's not quite as much hip hop as there is the other more dancey stuff. So mm. so for me, I, I really love it. I've I've been more than happy with it, and I'm I'm Millie's playing loads of it. You know, she absolutely She's still scratching away. She is still scratching away, and she absolutely loves it. We played some battles, and it was really cool fun. She on you? She did. She did. Yep. Yep. But she was playing on beginner mode, so she didn't have to do that. Quite... Def- no, she she owned you. She, <laughs> she owned you, mate. And the and the battle modes are quite cool. I like the way they've implemented quite a few different modes now. And one is you you each take a turn playing the part of the mix, and then it scores you on that part. And whoever gets the most percentage of notes right get wins each part, and it's right. the first to get to eight or whatever. So that's quite cool. Good, good. So there's a lot of two in and fro in, and and then there's one mode where it's, it's whoever gets the most stars as you're playing. So that was quite cool. So I, I love it. I think they've done enough with it to make it a lot better than the first game. So I really quite like that. Um, but the last game I've been playing, uh, I'm back into Red Dead uh, with a vengeance, really. Because uh, of, yeah, cause I'm, I'm jealous. Thought... I'm jealous because I can't wait to get back into Red Dead, but just other games taking over. I've got to say, right, um, you know, you were saying 400 points for, you know, Dead Rising K-Zero is an absolute bargain. Well, and... I haven't played it yet, but that's from what yeah, you Yeah, value said. for money. Value for money, isn't it? Or value for points. Uh, Red Dead Undead Nightmare for 800 points is an absolute steal. It really is. Uh, the quality is just unbelievable. I saw, I saw a, uh, an advert today. I was, yeah, it's been I on was, the telly so many times. I was playing snooker today, because I don't watch much telly, you see, but I was playing snooker, and then I went into the bar, and, um, you know, they, they got a big screen up there, and it was on, and I, like, everybody was watching it, and I was like, wow, like, they're pushing this. It's, and it's just DLC, you yeah. know? And I was, was like, going to say, I was like, to, to the untrained eye, like, you know, people would say, oh, that's a real game, you know? So... I have never seen adverts for DLC on the TV before. Oh, yeah. I was, have you what? What was what? Lost and Damned. Ah, so it's a rock star thing then. A rock star thing, mate. But very clever, I've got to say. And it's the the quality is easily as good as the original game. You know the the 
you know, the story, the voice acting, the cutscenes. It's it's brilliantly done. I was done. gonna say something then, but it almost spoiled something, so I'll, I'll stop. Okay, because I don't <laughs> want to don't want to give any spoilers. Uh, but it was interesting. I was talking to Quanri, and he's also purchased it, so he's put his money down, and he's only played a little bit of single player, but has played more of the overrun mode. You know, the multi the added in multiplayer mode. Right. Yeah. Uh, I haven't played it, but I'll tell you what Quanri thought about it. He he thinks it's excellent. He loves it. He said the way it works is, though, as opposed to Horde mode or, you know, all those sorts of Nazi zombies and all these sorts of modes, uh, you get a timer. So you actually have have a timer for how long you get to kill the Horde as a a sort of coming in, all the zombies. And if you kill them quick enough, you get obviously bonus time added to the next round. Mm. So from what I can gather, it sounds a little bit like checkpoints in a racing game. If you know what I mean. Cool. So you get so much time to begin with, and every time you sort of dispatch the horde quickly or the zombies quickly, you get a bit more time added for the next round. Okay. And so on and so on. Until eventually, you obviously, run out of time altogether. And then you just they just keep on coming until you get killed. You right. know, and I, I'm guessing right. it's how many rounds you can survive and, yeah, you know, running yeah. in time. And he thought it was really good. He really liked it. Sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Sounds different. Sounds different yeah. enough, like, rather, yeah. They've obviously put some thought into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the actual story mode itself, what was quite interesting, Quarian said before, because obviously you get your first mission in the game. I'll I'll not tell you too much, but it's, no, it's, please don't. it's a fairly rudimentary setup, and it's so well done. Um, mm. But then obviously you go down, is it Blackwater, isn't it, I think it's called? That's the city. Yeah, the, the, the one that you come to at the end, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. So you go down to Blackwater. Um, he didn't do that. He decided to go trekking elsewhere first, just to see what he'd come across. And until, from what I can gather, until you actually go into Blackwater, there's no zombies on the map. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because so he said, I went round, he said, and I couldn't find any zombies anywhere, you know, he said, and he said there was random people riding horses past me and, you know, the usual stuff said, but there were no, there were no actual zombies. So how weird was that? So until you activate your first mission... Yeah. You don't get the, you don't get any zombies. No, the zombie the zombie apocalypse hasn't started yet. No, doesn't. So although it sort of has because it sort of happens. Okay, all right, stop. stop anyway, stop. Um, but anyway, when you get into the town, I just love the the scripting. There was one bit which was a bit late, not at the beginning, a bit later in the game. And I was really laughing, uh, and I just love the way they portrayed all these characters who, and every person you actually talk to in the game has a theory on why it's happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they blame everything, you know, from, oh, it's, it, it's the Negroes, or it yeah. was the Spanish, or it was the English, or, you know, they've all got a theory, or it was the governor's fault for letting all the foreigners in, and it's very racist, but right. sort of in keeping with the time, you know, you could imagine that's what people would think. Right. You know, that Because, obviously, they were very bigoted back then, and, mm. you know, that that's how they would think about it, and that was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um but what I also like is John Marston's character in in this sort of DLC because he still he comes across as though whatever happened in the world that he lives in, it would never phase him. You know, yeah. it, it's almost like his his sort of mannerisms and the way he comes across is it's just like another thing he has to deal with. You know, yeah. it's sort of not like a big deal. He, you know, he might as well be herding cattle. Oh, John. I know. It's oh, God. So... And he comes out with... I love that man. I know. He comes out with some great one-liners, you he's know. Just he's super cool, though, isn't he, John yeah. Marston? <laughs> and some of the... And he, he just talks so much sense. You know, when someone says something stupid to him, you know, about the reasons that it might be happening, he just almost, like, rolls his eyeballs and looks at them, mm. you know, as though... 
And there's just one great scene in 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 one of the towns where you talk to this greengrocer who's just racist against absolutely everything and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, he's completely bigoted. And and John Marston's just doing the nodding dog, you know, like, yeah, okay, then, yeah. And then he just recites back what this guy said to him, and it's just so funny, and I was really laughing. I thought it was an excellent scene, so... Sweet, sweet. I'm loving it. I just think it's so well done, and I can't recommend it enough for 800 points. If you've still, I do, I do plan on playing it next. I think maybe it should be Fable Two. I don't know. There's too many games, and there's some just some cool side missions as well. There was a a cool side missions I did. Uh, there's some sort of frustrating stuff as well. Not not too much, but one of the early missions, uh, you you're sent off to get some uh, flat, pick some flowers, you know, to make something. Mm-hmm. So it's so like, can you? I, I need five of these and five of these, and you know, five are in this part of the 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 map, and five are five are at tall trees. Um, so when I got around to going up to tall trees to pick these five plants that we needed, uh, it was just a nightmare. It was just a nightmare, right? Because you had to use the I think it's survivors maps they're called, aren't they? and you click on those, and then obviously it shows all the plants in the area. Survivor this right. map or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. And you click on that, so you can see all the plants, right? Kept getting off my horse, they were wrong ones. And there were just cougars everywhere. Yeah. These, like, half-dead cougars, which the only way you can kill them is to shoot them in the head. And it was just an nightmare. Every time I... I mean, there was one point where I got off the horse, and there must have been about four in the area, you know? And then it just uh, respawns you back at, you know, the last cabin you were in when you get killed. The other interesting thing in this game, there is you cannot save unless you're in a town. Huh. So, you know, in obviously in the original, you could just set a campfire. You cannot do that. Because, obviously, the, the wilderness is far too dangerous now to set campfires. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, the only places you can save are... So, every time you clear out a town, then you get a safe house there. Do you think you can... they've done that just to add that extra fear? I think so, yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, when you're out in the wilderness, like, oh, I can just save where I want. This game's easy. But, you know, just to add that little bit of tension, like, you know, you yeah. need to get back to your safe house. Because... That's what a zombie apocalypse is about, you know. You've got to get back home and be safe and stuff. Yeah. And the other thing to bear in mind, there is no ammo drops anymore. You right. know, because obviously you're not shooting any real people with guns or anything. So okay. the only ammo you get, it, it sounds harsh, but it isn't as bad. I mean, I read some of the early... Is Duke going to hate this? <laughs> no, I don't think he is, because a lot of the early reviews were like... Don't oh, say anything, Duke, Dora. You, you're ill, so stay yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um... A lot of the early reviews were saying, like, oh, it's terrible, you've got to conserve your ammo, it's in short supply and all this and the other. But in all honesty, when you play the game, if you if you clear plenty of towns out, every time you finish clearing a town out, then some weapons caches will appear, like chests that you can go and open and okay. get ammo yeah. and stuff out. And as long as you keep clearing out all the towns you come across, you know, which doesn't take an awful lot of, of time and effort, uh, you'll always get plenty of ammo. And... It's going to be interesting going through that game and as a zombie. Like, I've spent so many hours in that game, 100... 12 hours yeah. I've played that game for. And... Do you know what's interesting, though? It's just weird gonna looking at it with a zombie apocalypse now. Do you know what's weird? Stress. It feels like a new game. I bet. They've yeah. done a marvellous job of sort of... It's just going to be yeah. so odd, though, like going through the towns that I've yeah. been yeah. through. and All the zombies. Cool. And what's really cool, yeah. like the whole world is, is in fog all the time. You said it was at dawn, right? Was it dawn or no? No, no, you go. You still have your day-night cycle. Okay. So that's still in there, but it's it's pretty much cloudy all the time. All right, so there's and always, the, like, yeah, mist. 
a mist on the ground, and it's all there's no, the, the sun only comes through occasionally. And so it's just that it, it looks like that cliche kind of. Yeah, and it's very you know there's always bats flying. There's no crows anymore, but there's bats instead. That's cool. So you get flocks of bats flying overhead. So I mean, like, a lot of people were against this kind of move, like you know, don't do it. I love it, and, like, but it's just so interesting to take such a serious game and, and just go crazy with it. You know, do you know what the most interesting thing is? Is is potentially the only open world game where you'll play, you know, fighting zombies. You know, mm. all the time, and it's it's, it's just. I mean, there's just so many Dead little. Rising Two says a lot. By the way. It is, but Dead Rising 2 is not quite as open as this is. <laughs> so there's more. You can still do the missions in pretty much any order you want. You know, pick up side mm-hmm. missions, do story missions mm-hmm. if you want to. So you can do all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing, when you do clear a town, the sun comes through on that town. But as soon as you obviously get beyond the town's borders, then it goes all cloudy and misty again. So while the town is free of zombies, yeah. you know, there's uh, the other cool thing is the mythical creatures. Uh, is, is what do pretty... they explain that? Okay, so you got the, the the ones I've come across so far are the uh, four horses of the apocalypse. Right. Okay, I've I've tamed um, war, so I'm on. Well, that war. was difficult. Yeah, do you know what was really weird? Right? Oh god, I've got a little story about that. So it, it's it, they're all in certain areas of the game, right? And when when one's around, you'll get this little message will come up, a mythical creature has appeared, right? Okay. And then you'll get a blue circle on your screen showing you the area that it's in. Yep. So you can sort of, on your little mini-map, you get a little blue circle. Yep. Um, so he says a mythical creature has appeared, so I rode into it uh, looking for it, and I saw this horse on fire, right? And I'm like, huh, that's cool, is it? Was his sex on fire? Or oh, it was cool. So there's this horse on fire. So I, so I rode after the horse, you know, and I got my lasso out, right? And I lassoed it, and then nothing happened. I'm like, huh, it's a bit weird. Why can't I catch it? So I did it again. Burning your rope. It dawned on me that it was burning the rope every time. So right. it was really hard. So what you had to do was get alongside it. Luckily, they don't run off too much. Did you have to get a lead rope? Yeah. No, you basically, what I, what I had to do was sort of get alongside it with my horse, sort of block it off to stop it, quickly jump off mine and then get on it, you know, sort of to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to do the sort of taming in the, the normal way. Yeah, thing. breaking it in in the normal way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm riding that at the moment, and every zombie that you hit, they just set on fire. So that's, so that's quite Sweet. amusing. But he doesn't kill them straight away, which was a bit... I was expecting him to just sort of explode, but they don't. They just sort of slowly burn. Cool. Yeah. So that was quite cool. Um, I've come across Pestilence twice now, which is one of the other horses. As you do, yeah. But I haven't managed to catch it. I haven't managed to catch it because it's in tall trees in the forest. So every time I come across it, I just keep losing it in the trees. I'll sort of see it, then it'll run off in the other direction. I'll turn around, think I know where it's gone, and then I can't see it anymore. Have you saw any zombie bears? Yes, I've seen zombie bears. I've seen some of those. They're not too terrible. And I have seen Sasquatches. Or Bigfoots, as they're, they're otherwise. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but I won't tell you too much about it, because, again, I don't want to spoil it for you. So that's that's quite cool when you come across those. Okay. Uh, but overall, I love it. I think it's the best 800 points I've spent all year. Do you think it's better than the GTA uh, DLCs? Yes, in some ways I probably think it is. But that's only because I prefer the world of Red Dead and I, and I don't like driving yeah. cars much. True. Well, but... but... Well, it's definitely, it sounds like the same quality. It is. It is, it is on a par with Gay Tony. And the, the... It's just funny because um, it's cheaper than Gay Tony yeah. and Lost and Done. I mean, I'd, I've been playing it for about four hours already. Mm. 
you know, and from what I can gather, most people, depending on how many of the side missions and how many, you know, ex- much exploring and messing around you do, um, it's taking people between six and eight hours to complete. Yeah, I've heard that as well. I, I, a friend of mine um, bought it like day one, right, and he finished his game super quick, right? And I sent him a message saying, you know, how is it? Is it good? And he sent me a message saying, finished it. And I went, that doesn't sound right. Because he literally just bought it and it just came out. And I said, that's, that doesn't sound right. And he sent me a message, yeah, it was only an hour long. What? Right. And I sent him a message back saying, that's, that doesn't sound right. Um, I don't think, it, I don't think I'll pay for that. All right. And then he sent me a message back about two days later saying, sorry, I was epically wrong. I did some side missions thinking that the single player was over, and it wasn't by it's, far. It's it wasn't. massive. Well, yeah. not massive, but you know what? What the way I look at it is this, right? An average sort of first-person shooter, you know, you're going to get about eight hours of gameplay. So you're getting the same amount of cool gameplay, which has probably got you know, and the main better acting and cutscenes and story than most full-price title games you'd buy for eight hundred points. It's, it's a bargain. It really is. So I love it. Can't recommend it enough. Right. Um, right. I think we do need to do uh, Quamrian. Uh, is Duke still around? I don't know whether he's, he's still around. I don't know. I, I don't know what he could say. But uh, let's just see, shall we? Are you, are you still there, Duke? Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about that. God, I can't believe he's nothing to say about Red Dead, can you? That's, oh, that's weird. Not like him at all. Huh. It's very quiet. Very quiet. Shame. Yeah, well, let's have Quamrian. And uh, then let's we'll have, have him. Yeah, let's have him. We'll let's have, have him. a bit of a chatter about yeah, cool, cool. So yeah, review. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quarian on Xbox Live. This week, I'm going to be looking at an unusual platform exploration game called Quarrel's Curse, and a very unusual game called Solar. First game I'm going to be looking at is Coral's Curse. And the first thing that people should be aware of in this game is that the control scheme is a bit different. The way you're platforming is definitely unique in this game. And it is going to take, I imagine, most everybody a bit to grasp the controls in this game. But that said, after you do grasp it, which shouldn't take too long, maybe a few minutes. This isn't a game you you pick up and play right away. Um, It will take a little bit of effort to wrap your head around, but when you do, it is actually kind of cool because it allows you to do things that you otherwise wouldn't be able to do because you're basically a Naga, snake person, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, Use your tail to do things that you otherwise couldn't with legs. And it just change up the dynamics because your tail is actually a weapon too. And the end of it can be used to kind of stab at enemies. And it, it, their enemies aren't terribly difficult. And this game is, to be fair, very forgiving. You die, you're just going to start up at a checkpoint. But you'll still have all the progress you've got. As opposed to most games, you die and go to a checkpoint. You lose all the progress from the last time you saved. This isn't, it, it's not the case. And in fact, if you die, you can actually save right then and there and leave. And you'll still have all the progress. So it's very easy to play this game in sessions if you want to. And it's all about exploration. It's one huge map that you explore and you try to find all these different keys and basically try to fix your character. And from what I've read from the developer themselves, 
this is actually the start of something more significant. So this is kind of like the breeding ground for something probably a bit more impressive. So if people aren't that into it, but they think it has potential, then, you know, there might be something in the future for them. And again, it's all about the, the tail. You can shoot magic, but I found that a, a bit unwieldy. But that is kind of interesting as well, because you can freeze enemies and actually use them as a platform when you freeze them, much like Metroid. Or you can use fire to burn them. And certain enemies can only be killed with fire or cold if you're not going to stab them with the tail. That said, there's not really a, a ton to say about the game. It's, this game really comes alive as you play it. It's really hard to explain it without going on forever, but uh, very cool. Check it out. Very, very different. Exactly the kind of stuff I'd like to see in the indie game, but other people may disagree. And the next game I'm going to be looking at is Solar. And this is a cool little game that it's been around for quite a while and i've passed on this quite a few times but this game really does deserve to be mentioned even if people don't like it they hate it i don't care this is a cool little game about you are a son and your goals aren't really defined it's, it's very sandboxy but there are challenges to give the game a sort of goal-oriented approach but it really is just more of a freeform experience and the way everything is wove together is, is well enough. You've got planets that can orbit you and they can eventually have life that will attack other planets that aren't orbiting your sun with life. So there's a bit of a, a little bit of depth going on here. But on the whole, it, it's really just messing around with the physics, which are, are pretty light. It's it's nothing, you know, this isn't what I would call a physics-based game, but it uses inertia and gravity and stuff like that a lot obviously because you've got orbits and weight and things like that but when you do the challenges it'll actually give you a very specific goal do this in this amount of time and as you beat these challenges you unlock more stuff to mess around with in the uh, sandbox mode so if you're looking for something that's just kind of relaxing, not really very goal-oriented, you're kind of burnt out on all the missions and whatnot, this is a cool little game to just sit down and relax and play. And yes, this actually should be more of a Zen experience than the last game I said that about, because, well, for me, that was a Zen experience, but for, I guess, other people, not so much. I mean, you play bullet hell shooters all the time, something like that other game would be a Zen experience. But um, it is, it's a cool little game, and, and, and props to the developer for doing something so cool and original, even at a time when there weren't too many cool original things on the service. And it, it's definitely worth checking out, and I, I'd even go so far as to say it, it's worth putting your points down on, because I, I would love to see the developer's sales jump on this, so he sees that this is something that, you know, can sell. It doesn't have to have zombies in it. So... Uh, yeah, Ginny, what did you Yours. think? Um, I'll talk about Solar first. Solar. I liked it. Um, yeah, I liked it. It's interesting. I think it was quite difficult. A bit, a bit overwhelming at first. With the controls. I don't know what you think, Stu. Did you, did you play the tutorial? Cause I did, yeah. I did. It did yeah. help, definitely. But I still think it, it, it took... It's going to take a, quite a few... Quite a while to get used to it, really, and and truly know what what I was doing in there. I think what but, what I kept doing by mistake was actually swallowing the planets before I'd leveled them up enough. Yeah, 
Because I just because like I've also attached another little meteorite to it to swallow on the planet, but I ended up swallowing the planet because it hadn't quite attached itself. Yeah, yeah. Just just things like that. But I did like it. I think it, the, the music was good. I thought it looked good and it was interesting enough and different enough. Um, and I like space. Uh, I do, I do. I'm into all that. So. So yeah. you like playing a sun then, did you? You like that? Well, yeah, it was interesting. You know, getting a planet to, you know, um, orbit around you and, and then, you know, absorb. I mean, you. it's quite cool. Once you get three or four planets orbiting around, it, is, it does feel quite empowering, I have to say. I was like, oh, I quite like this. Look at me. I don't yeah. look at how many planets I have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I liked it, yeah. It was well done. I liked it. it I, I didn't buy it, but um, it's just because of the top of the year. It's only 80 points, isn't it? It's the so top it's... of the year, though. Like, I just, like, what game. I played of it, it was good, but I'm just like, I'm not going to play it any more than this. But I did like, I appreciate, you know, the developer, I really think he's done something really nice there, and I think he's onto something, and, and uh, it's just a little bit overwhelming. I don't know if he could address that, but it's just a little bit too much. Maybe scale it down, and take something out. And then to introduce it further on, I think he brings on. You know, there's too much at the same like at once. You know what I mean? There's just bang all this stuff at once. Yeah. Um, maybe just build it up really slowly, uh, but then you run the risk of it being boring. So I did like I did like Salah. I think it was very good. The other one, uh, yeah, Coral's, Curse. Coral's Curse. Yeah. Uh, you wasn't massive on it, so I don't, I don't say anything yet because I don't, I'm not sure what you thought of it. But I, I didn't mind it too much. It was a bit weird. I mean, you you walk some kind of like. What's what you know? What's the creature it's, name? It's sort of, I suppose it's sort of a. It, it reminded me of a, of a Medusa with a prehensile tail. I think is the, the phrase for it. It's very odd. Yeah, and, and using the tail, I thought it, it controlled well for what it was. And it was interesting. It was different, and it made you think. And yeah, when you when you got used to it, you you, you worked it out. It clicked, and it was like, yeah, I get what I have to do here. Um, so uh, yeah, I liked that one as well. I, and it looked—it was super weird, though, really weird. <laughs> it, was. It, was, it was like somebody's dream, um, <laughs> and a disturbed one of that. And yeah, so I, I don't know if I'd like somebody to walk in on the playing that game, but I, I enjoyed it. It was—it was cool. So, uh, but, but both of them, I, I really enjoyed. I thought they was quite unique and different enough to kind of stand out from from what else is on the indie game. So, I mean, Solar, Solar is is quite an old game. That's That's been around for quite a while. It's right. just one that Quamrin has never got around to doing before. Um, so I have played that before, but quite a long time ago. Um, and I quite like it. I must admit, I nearly parted with me 80 points this time. I didn't the first time around, but I nearly did, but I didn't quite. It was close. It was a close one. Mm. Uh, but it reminded me quite a lot of Flow off the PS3. You know, it's that almost sort of aimless game. There's not really any point to it, especially if you're playing the sandbox mode. Um, and it's just sort of cool, you know, and you're just building up your sun to be as big as you can get. It's almost like a Katamari effect, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's not like, how big can I get me sun and how yeah. many planets can I get orbiting around me it's at like the same time? It's like Feeding Frenzy as well. Feeding Frenzy is a yes. similar thing. Yeah. yeah, it's that similar sort of dynamic and it's just sort of addictive in some way or another. You know, it, it's not really doing a lot, but you, you, it's got that sort of compulsive order feel about it, you know, where you've got to keep on adding another planet and when's the next, where's the next planet coming from and how big can I get that one and what happens when I've absorbed enough chunks of rock, you know, what happens to the planet. Um, so I quite like that. I really, really quite enjoyed it. Um, Coral's Curse, yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's a strange game, is that? I have to say. It is a strange game. <laughs> it's a very odd game. But I like it for that in some ways. I think, you know, the, the sort of uniqueness that it brings is quite refreshing. 
you know, and, and it is a very interesting way of using the, the sort of circles on the screen and your tail to support you to get to different areas and having to work out the route you need to take to get up to the higher places I thought was quite cool. So, yeah, I, I found it a bit clunky, the, the, the actual combatty bits, you know, where you had to shoot stuff was a bit clunky and you could die yeah, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah. You know, if you got stuck in a bit of a room where there was something shooting, you couldn't quite work out where it was shooting from. You would soon be sort of killed, and you have to then. But it's not too punishing. There's lots nah. of little save points around, so you never have to go too far back nah. uh, from where. And it reminded me a lot of Echo the Dolphin in some areas as well, because there was a lot of like little secret bits and underwater bits, and you know, there's bits where you had to eat, sort of go through rock and stuff, and you'd there'd be bits hidden in the rock that you couldn't see until you sort of crashed through it, and. So there was lots of those, like, little keys you had to collect to get to other areas, and I thought it was okay. I, I was quite sort of in, in, impressed with it, but I don't know whether I'd buy it for some reason. I don't know. There's just not that spark there, but I did quite like it. Yeah. I didn't think it was terrible, but I, it, no, I don't no, know. No. It wasn't enough to buy it. It wasn't like uh, when I played Fluid and I just bought that straight away with no yeah. thought, yeah. you know, because I really enjoyed that. But I did like it. I thought it was very good. Um, so there you go. That's in the game. Did Duke have anything? What did what What did you think, Duke? No, I don't really have an opinion about that. Yeah, I guess he didn't like it much then. Huh. He's always a bit funny about the indie games, though, isn't he? Who knows? Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about oh, that. Okay. No, he really hasn't got anything to say. Jeez. Yeah. God, I've never known him to be so quiet. It's just oh, didn't he? It like, really is like he's not on the call. It really is. Really, <laughs> he's like you. I don't know. It's just odd. Okay, um, yeah. To to start off the the second part of the show, uh, I mean, it's something that I haven't, I haven't, or we haven't, should I say, really talked about is, um, you know, there's a huge court case uh, going on in America. Uh, they've just had the Supreme Court's opening hearing, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger or the state of California uh, versus the Entertainment Merchants Association. And and basically, it, it's all to do with uh, putting like legal ratings on video games in America. So yeah, which which to me, I, I don't know. I I, th- I think it's just weird because I guess we've grown up with sort of legal ratings on all forms of entertainment, apart from books, really, and TV, haven't we? You know, but beyond, but even well, on TV, TV, TV as you tell, right? Yeah, we have the watershed, you know, which is uh, yeah. you know anything. Before nine o'clock, can't have certain things, and it's yeah. only after nine o'clock when it can. You got Ofcom as well. That's that's Ofcom. Which yeah, who regulate it? Yeah, and they regulate it and sort it out. And Rupert Murdoch wants to get rid of Ofcom and all that jazz. So yeah, I, I think we kind of grown up with it. Here. I'm like Britain is a is regulated. A, it, <laughs> it, 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 it isn't such a free market as America is. You know, America was built on you know. Um, having a strong democracy and you know even though we are we do have a democracy over Britain but it, it's, it's such a, a free market in America we're just quite used to things like the BBC for example you know uh, it's such a strange anomaly uh, in Britain and in worldwide so I just think we're just used to being sometimes just oppressed with these things you know like being having restrictions on ratings and Things you know, fines and stuff like this. It, it, it's something that we can't really relate to. It's it's kind of like yeah, no shit from people in Britain. I mean, I mean, but do, I don't know. Do we feel oppressed by it? I don't know. Oh well, maybe oppressed isn't the right word, but I just I just think it's it's something that we we're, we're quite used to, and we 
we'll maybe take for granted. I, I quite like the fact that we have ratings and we've been very strong about ratings. Yeah. In the UK I mean, let me let me put this to you, right? If you were a, a complete non-gamer, mm-hmm. right? So you'd never seen really any, you know, what you would consider mainstream video games before. So you were completely in the dark about what they were or what they involved. Okay, mm-hmm. and someone showed you ten minutes of Gears of War. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, maybe the multiplayer because obviously the you know that's that's more relentless, I suppose, than the single player. But someone showed you ten minutes of Gears of War multiplayer. What would you think about it? You know, from that outside perspective, where you know you don't really understand what's going on, and you just see that as a snapshot. Um, I think it's dumb. <laughs> I'd probably think it's dumb. It's difficult for me because you know I love games. But if, would you be happy for a, a sort of say oh, no. a nine-year-old? To I'm not happy to, for that now. Like I'm not happy for that now. Like even though I understand it. Like I totally think that nine-year-old shouldn't be playing those games at all. So. You know, because one of the, I mean it's interesting. I was reading through some of the transcripts for the for the court case, and basically what one of the arguments he gave is, well, should we censor Grimm's fairy tales because they're quite violent? You know, was was one of the counter arguments as to why video games shouldn't be rated, and I, I just find it really amazing that you know, and the, 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 every they always seem to cite this, you know, First Amendment and the freedom of speech and all that sort of stuff, and yeah. I, I find it hard to understand how this applies in the case that they're fighting, you know, and. I just find it really strange because, you know, I didn't realise that there are no legal ratings on uh, DVDs in America, you know, on violent DVDs. So a minor can go in and, you know, a 10-year-old could go in and buy Saw without any issues. Mm. You know, unless the shopkeeper abides by, you know, the ESRB, I don't know what that sort of, whether that regulates films. I'm assuming there's some regulation of films, but it's not a legal requirement. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It, it just... It's difficult for us to talk about it, really, because we could do with it with uh, an American on, but unfortunately, not very well. Yeah, um, it's very quiet about mm, it. Mm. But it, it's it just seems like a, a, an obvious thing for us. It, I suppose we do take it for granted, you know. Uh, I, 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 Greg DeLacy from the Overseas Connection, he welcomes this, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why. You know, all these games are so opposed to it, you know, because... They they have a big defense mechanism when this happens. I don't know. I I find it very... I mean, to me, and I'll be honest with you, the only reason I can see for, you know, the EMA to to fight against this is because there's a potential loss in revenue on video games. I don't think it's anything to do with the freedom of speech. I personally think it's, you know, how much money could they potentially lose because they'll lose all those sales from, you know, to miners that they would normally get. And that's what I see. How many people do you you see on Halo and and Call of Duty and they're underage and stuff, so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll get... what happens in the UK? They just get their mums and dads to play it. So. Well, that's fine, because if the mums and dads are happy for them to play yeah. that, I don't agree with that either, but at least the parents have then made that decision, but, and it's not yeah. a kid saving his pocket money up and then, you know, sneaking off to the shop without his parents even knowing he's got it. Mm. Mm. You know, because we've all done it. We all did it as kids, didn't we? We all, you know, yeah. I, I remember my mate and his, his mum had... Uh, pirated copies of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I Spit on Your Grave and all these, you know, video nasties that we shouldn't have been watching. And when they were out in the pub or they were out shopping or whatever, we were sat watching them without them knowing, you know? We've all done it. Yeah, I played GTA 1 when I was young. I played Comagetting 2, a game which was banned. Yep. I had that. 
Uh, I mean, the other, the other interesting thing with the... I, I mean, there's, the, the counter-arguments are just as bad, though, because the, they're citing Postal 2, um, which, as it goes, we actually spoke to the developer. If you, if you haven't listened to that already, go download it. He, uh, he was the guy who developed the weapons, I believe, on Postal 2. I might be wrong, so I, I apologize to him if that is incorrect, but he seems to like developing, like doing the graphics for weapons and things, so... Um, which is Nathan Fouts. So yeah, I go down the, the, the weapons for Killzone too. No, Postal too. Postal oh. too. And he did uh, Resistance. Resistance. Oh, Resistance. That's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Resistance. Yeah, Resistance. And he also uh, worked on Ratchet and Clank. The original. Cool. So yeah, so he was really cool. We talked to him. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, Postal Two, which is you know a really old game. So why on earth they're bringing that up now? I have no idea. They thought they'd have picked some modern examples, wouldn't you? I, I guess it's just because he got a lot of controversy. They're just the clutching. They're just clutching at straws, aren't they? It's like uh, that one because it was the worst one. You yeah, know. you know. And they keep on citing. You know, some of the arguments are like, "Would you be happy for your child to play a game where you can rape and kill a woman, or you could sexually assault?" Some... Su- yeah, like super rhetorical questions. Or, or like, yeah. kill babies in the game. You know, would you be happy if your child was playing a game where you kill babies? Yeah. And, and none of these games actually exist, you know. Yeah. These are just super like made up. No, you can kill babies in Dante's Inferno. Well, you can, but they're not really babies, are they? Well, and to be fair, you can do it in. Is it can uh, Dead Space has babies as well? Or weird? Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, weird. Type. And I think yeah, but you know they, they, they're, they're using the, they're using those techniques, aren't they? They you know like uh, like, but retro- like spooky those... devil babies. <laughs> yeah, but they're using like you know they're, they're asking retro. Uh, rhetorical questions and and just of course you wouldn't want to kill you know and yeah. rape someone you know like it's it's stupid but they're, they're using examples where games to the extreme and it, you know it, games that wasn't claimed to be very good some, sometimes yeah it's just it just you could do it I don't know it's, it, it, I mean it, some of the, some of the arguments that the you know the the gamers are using are you know a sort of like you know, it should be up to the parents to parent the kids. It shouldn't be up to the, you know, the government to parent kids and tell them what they can and can't play. You know, but a lot of time, as we know, if, if kids can buy those games on their own, they're going to go out and do that without the parents even knowing half the time, aren't they? You know, let's be honest here. So I just don't think that holds any water as an argument, you know. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of parents in this world that don't parent the kids very well, you know. So, And there are, I mean, look, there are parents that are good parents but don't really see it as a problem like you know my parents wasn't too fussed about you know they knew I wasn't a serial killer they knew they knew I was like a a normal kid you know I was I was doing well at school I, I had friends so they didn't really mind me playing like you know games that had violence in it. it it is case by case you know you have to it, it, which is difficult because you can't offer you can't offer a broad spectrum like a, a broad law let's say a law that appeals to everyone that this it's, it's different for all cases i think i think the other thing to consider in the in all of this as well is it's hard for parents to regulate what the kids are playing um because it you know if they're not a, gamers if they're not gamers, yeah with a film you know, they could actually watch the film first because it's only going to be an hour and a half, two hours or whatever, and then go, yeah, that's not suitable. You know, he's, you know, he's not watching that or she's not watching that or whatever. You know, with a lot of games, you know, most parents, you know, who are non-gamers wouldn't know where to begin. 
mm. you know, or, or how to vet it or how to play it to actually get an idea of what it's about, would they? And and I think, you know, if they had some sort of legal law, then at least it's a, a, a bit of a fail-safe almost, isn't it, you know, for the parents who really are ignorant and have no idea what the kids are up to. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've got a friend who I play snooker with. I mentioned snooker a lot today. Um, yeah. uh, he's, you know, I know he's a good dad. He brings his son to his son's. How old is he? Tenish. Yep. Maybe nine. And uh, he plays GTA. He plays. Yeah. And I, I tell the dad, right? He shouldn't be playing those games. Right? He, he, there's there's. Things going on in these games that are way too rude for him. Right, way well, it's not only that. Well, I mean, God, violent the and rude. And yeah, I know. Yeah, I've told well, him there's just drugs. You can hire prostitutes. All this. He says that's not the focus of the game, but the, it's in the game. Yeah. And he says, yeah, I know. And he says, but all he does is just drive around, nick cars, and run run away from the police. That's all he does, isn't he? I was like, yeah. well, okay, but the, just as long as you know. And then I asked him like. Like, because you know, he brought his son, and I says, "You all right? What you, what you, what you playing on your Xbox?" And he says, "Mafia 2. <laughs> and I says, "You shouldn't be playing Mafia 2. And he says, "Yeah, I was just like dicking around, dicking cars." And I says, "Why don't you just stick to GTA then? If you're gonna do that, why play another game and do the same thing in that when you can just do it?" Oh, I don't know. Just people have a different, completely different take on what they get from their games, and parents. Um, sometimes just kind of know it's going on and don't really care. It's well, just... I think there's that, and I think there's also the element of, you know, they're completely oblivious as to, to what it actually is and and how it operates. I mean, it'd be like me. I mean, Millie is nine in about a month, so she would be nine in a month. And it's like me saying to Millie, oh, why don't you, you know, play Gears of War 2 for a bit and see what you think of that? Here, have a go at that. You know, it just would never happen. <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm reluctant to let her play. You know, stuff like Costume Quest because there's obviously battling in there. But then I think, you know, she's got to learn at some point how to become a proper gamer. You know, and when she's old enough, she will be playing proper games. Hopefully, you know, I'll be. You know, she's being conditioned now as we speak. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, to, to finish off and round up, I just, I don't. I mean, I, it seems a lot of American gamers have a big, huge issue with this. You know, they were even outside the court with placards and everything, you know. Yeah. Freedom of speech, freedom for games and all this sort of stuff. And I agree. I mean, in some ways, I agree with their arguments. Well, if, if you regulate games, why don't you regulate violent films as well? Well, actually, I agree that they should be doing that also. Yeah. So go figure. I don't it's know. It's a grey area. It's a grey area. It's not black and white, is it? People think it's black and white. People think it's a polarised argument when really... It's not. It, 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 there's, there's, it's very complex. Like all issues you, you kind of look at with depth, it's a very complex issue. And I think uh, gamers get very excited and defensible, or if that's a word, very defensive in this subject. And they think, oh, their games are going to go away. But, uh, you know, it, it's not that. It, it's just it, 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 they, they don't. I think they're trying to protect it. They're trying to do the right thing, but sometimes they get lost in their argument. You know what I mean? They get it doesn't lost appear. In it. I mean, it, to me, from all the stuff I've read, it doesn't appear that you know that they're going to try and sort of stop video games being released or anything of that. It's just going to stop miners from yeah. being able to go. But and I think buy gamers it. get excited. They get de- defensive, like I said. Like they think, "Oh no, you know, how dare you touch my games?" You know? Yeah, no, I, I sort of agree. I, I do. I do it's weird. I, it's I, bit... I really think that there are people that are trying to regulate games, that understand games. There's probably not many, okay? But there, I'm sure there are people that go, look, I understand that there are violent games and it's fine 
if you're old enough to play those games. But gamers, again, get very excited and go, oh, blah, 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 blah. Every day you regulate them and placard them and then, you know, they go mad. And some people just need to just calm down and it's fine. It's not, what's the big deal? Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. It's, it is very old. I think what's interesting, when, when Duke's obviously feeling a bit better uh, uh, next week, if you know what I mean, feeling better. Um, I, I think maybe he can give us some viewpoints on it, you know, from a, an American's yeah. uh, point of view. I don't know. think we've done too bad for two Brits. That... I, don't, I don't think we have. I think there's probably loads of Americans who listen to the show, because we do have quite a few who are probably completely disagreeing with everything we've just said. But I guess we're just giving, you know, our take from being British and, you know, our games industry has always been regular. I suppose the biggest grey area is, you know, I suppose it's the, you know, if you're 17... You know, what's the difference between being 17 and 18 and how does that make it more, wow. you know, that proverbial you're over 18, you're old enough to know now. And I suppose that's the, you know, the the, the sort of the biggest grey area, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. But I guess then it comes down to the parents to decide, you know, if the kid's 16, 17, 18, and they feel that they're, they're mature enough. And, and kids do mature at different ages. You know, they feel their kids, you know, mature enough to, to understand the difference between you know, what's what's made up and what's real, then I guess that's fine, isn't it? Yep. yep, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit sad, um, and I found it a bit disturbing, really. Um, and, and unfortunately, there's a there's a, a 22-year-old woman in America uh, that's, that's recently pleaded guilty to killing her baby uh, after playing Farmville. Um... Which is quite sad, really. That this, this basically what happened quite was quite sad. It's terrible. It's, it's terrible, you know. And and basically, she was playing uh, Farmville, and the, the, you know, obviously, the kid kept crying and, and interrupting her game. And in the end, she shook it uh, so hard that she hit its head and, and potentially and potentially killed it. And then carried on playing the game for a bit longer. <gasps> had a had a cigarette, calmed down, and then shook the baby again. Why? I... <sighs> the woman's obviously crazy yeah jesus i mean but the point i suppose the point i'm i'm, I'm gonna make is that it, she could have been doing anything that you know she did as a hobby i, I don't 22. think yeah 22 years old Actually, yeah have you seen the picture or she oh, yeah she doesn't look great to be honest but yeah. but then as we know the press picks the worst pictures possible course, to make people look they'll, they'll just, can... i mean which who says that she was playing Farmville? Do we know? I mean, who who sourced that? No, who apparently did... that's what she told uh, the court, and she told when she made a statement that's what she said she was doing. Oh, okay. And but she could have been doing anything. She could have been watching a film or reading a book or whatever it was that her hobby oh, yeah, was. Of course, of course. I, I don't think it would have made any. I don't think the fact that she was playing Farmville has any, you know, actual credence in in the reason that she shook a baby to death. She was just obviously frustrated at the baby crying. I don't think it would have mattered what she was doing. You know, but it's just they just pick up on the on that winning, and they they've got their hook then, and they they got their yeah. Hook. And it's unfortunate, you know, because again, it you know, although it is a very casual game, but she could have just been browsing Facebook or talking to her friends on Facebook or anything, couldn't she? And, yeah, exactly. You know, the same thing could have happened. I just wanted to point out, really, I don't want to dwell too much on it, but no, I just wanted no. to point out that you know this baby's died, which is a tragedy and, and terrible. But you know, again, it's the uh, 
Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's Farmville's fault. It's not the fact that you know yeah. you know she's a bad parent and was obviously frustrated in it, crying all the time, and that could have been building up over days and weeks or whatever. You just no idea, have exactly. we? Exactly. You don't understand the depth of the, the problems that the mom could be having and whatever. They just pick up on the fact that she's playing Farmville, and all of a sudden games kill babies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's quite sad. It's quite sad. Uh, on a more positive note, or yeah, after that because yes. I feel. I feel a little bit depressed now. Yes, let's um, move on. Yeah, on the on the more positive note, people are already queuing up to buy Connect. Madness. What? Seriously, what is that all about? Jesus Christ! There are people in oh Times Square. There are. Look at them. Look yeah. at them. Already lining up in Times Square. They're not exactly the Connect audience you'd expect, yep. either. No, I looked at these people and I thought, yeah, I was expecting girls or something, you know. Yeah. You know, waiting for Dance Central. Well, no, all the women that were going to buy it, they all got it for free on Oprah, so, yeah, they're fine. I know, yeah. All thingy, uh, uh, who was the other one? Been, there was someone else, weren't there? Were there? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres was pimping it on her show as well, wasn't she? Oh, Ellen, right. Oh, yeah, she got paid big bucks for that, sure. Yeah, I'll bet she did. I'll bet she did. So she's been pimping the connect as well, but, yeah, I mean, this this is from, I think this is from two days ago. So it's possibly so they've been queued up for a day already, and it only comes out on the fourth. Mm. So that's like tomorrow here, but I guess it's in in about it's a bit further back, isn't it? But it's probably another five hours for them to wait yet till it actually comes out. Cool. Uh, but I, I still don't get it. I'm sorry. No, I, no, we're not getting it. <laughs> you know, I'm not bless getting them, it. No, bless them. But I don't want to dwell on it too much because we've got a, a smallish new feature at the end of the show. So where, where I answer my that the, one of those very questions on Connect right. on. So you we'll, big tease, you? I know I am. I am a big tease. Um, so yeah, we'll not dwell on that too much. Okay. Um, yeah, I've I've got an actual uh, an actual uh, list for you. We haven't done a list for a while, have we? So for you know, before we finish off this part of the show, we would do. A list, and it's it's quite a good list as well. I like these sorts of lists, um, right. and it's it's nine game worlds that if you were in them, you'd never want to leave. Okay, so nine nine actual game worlds. Now, to be honest, I've you know I've had a look through this list before we did it, and and I wouldn't really want to live in any of them, but you know, obviously, okay, uh, you know. Computer and video oh, games, oh. yeah, because so, video games usually when you, if you're in a video game, you're in some kind of conflict. Yeah. So, yeah. do you really want to be in it? it, it you know. Well, let's go through them and, and see if we would actually like to live in these worlds. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right. So, the first one. Yep. Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Lots of white and red. Yep. So, why did he say, you know, well, give us a quick sort of... Uh, odd choice. Whitewash world. Mirror's up blah, 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 blah. It's created such an atmosphere of peaceful tranquility. Really? With its pristine presentation, skyline silence, a whistling wind. It's almost a shock when things start to kick off. So the tranquility of it all. I suppose I could see that, but I don't know whether I'd want to live in an oppressed world where the only way to travel about was via rooftops. Yeah, and the only way you could communicate with each other is via these runners. Yeah, yeah. And they're always being shot at. Like, you know, you send a letter to your friend. Did you get the milk? That person might get killed for that message. No, no, no. What it'd be? It'd be like text message. It'd be ow o w r a letter r u. u. That's what you'd send. Lol, <laughs> lol. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure I'd live there to be honest. And 
Yeah, I, I could totally say that. I bet the next one. Yeah, yeah, okay. Post apocalyptic, uh, <laughs> the world has come to an end, and even though the world has ended, it's still full of corru- corrupt, um, some in some cases, uh, cannibal. Um, and where is that world? Where would that be? Fallout Three. Yeah, I'm not too sure I'd want to live there. I don't think I want to be there. <laughs> uh, uh, the scariest thing about Fallout 3 is when it turns the night, and it, it, that is scary in a video game, let alone in real life. Yeah, yeah. So the next world... So why, why... I mean, I'm trying to work out why you would never want to leave. Why would you want to leave? I don't know. Um, well, it says here, but the dotted communities, whether they are working society, an underground cult, or some bandits in a supermarket, all added to that leaving, breathing, just... Feel, okay. It meant that you were in the. Is Peter Molyneux written this? <laughs> it meant that you felt the game world would go on living without you. That's not everything that was geared to celebrate your action. It doesn't even make sense. I'm not sure about that one. No, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. Yeah, I can. Yeah. The next one, I can sort kind of, of kind of agree with. Hmm? Everything explodes. Yeah, or, as um. As they've called it, Just Cause 2, a game where literally everything explodes and to do or solve any problems you have in this world, you just make them explode. The reason why I would love to be in this game, Shu, I can tell you why, is the grapple hook. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, no other parachute and grapple hook could keep you in the air realistically in the real world, the one that we really, really live in, really, actuality, really would keep you up for so long. But this does. This parachute just seems to fly. It doesn't glide. It flies. So, yeah, yeah I've, I've heard. Think... I've heard. It's the only way to travel in Just Cause. It's too. the only way to travel. You don't travel a car. Um, hide your kids, hide your wife. So I, I think that, you, yeah, this would be a, an awesome world to live in, maybe. But the problem is you do have the oppression of three factions trying to gun down and claim the order that you live on. Also, in the top left, the north west of the world you do have an island where planes crash into the ground and <laughs> yeah. going on is going on there so go. that would be odd uh, and then you would have some cheeky um mexican guy blowing everything up you know you could be in your house and all of a sudden bang gone so i'm not sure i want to live there and you do live in an area and an island with lots of red objects that are explodable i would be wary about having anything red in my house in the fear that it would explode in my face yeah, yeah, that would be. You've got to be careful with that sort of stuff. Yes, you do. anything red. Um, the next talking one, about, I would about red though. Yeah, I would quite like to live here though. I have to say, Red Dead Redemption is probably one of the nicest things on this list. Even though, yes, it's full of corrupt cowboys and you might get robbed or whatever. That's part of the fun, I guess, because Red Dead Redemption is a beautiful place to be. Yeah. And I think yeah, the set is. pieces, the sun rises. Apart from the zombie apocalypse that happens, it's, it's yeah, just a lovely place. And you might get a visit from somebody's son, you know, about something that you might have done to someone, and it might come back at you, and somebody might claim some redemption. But hey, you never know. But yeah, I think Red Dead Redemption is a place. Maybe I'd want to visit. Maybe not live forever. Yeah, I'd like to go there, though. I think it's a cool place. It's a very cool place. Um, um, yeah, the next one. Yeah, I, I guess here wouldn't be a bad place to live either. It'd be quite cool. Apart from the disease and the the, the famine and the, the the poverty, Assassin's Creed Two. Now, is this the uh, 
is this the actual place where it's taking place or the fantasy place that it's taking place? Well, the, the, you know, in some ways it's not really a fantasy place, is it? You know, it is. It's based on real places, mm. you know, and, and I suppose back in the day it would have been quite nice to live in those places. And I guess even now it would be nice to live in those yes, places. Yes, it would, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, it, and, it, and in some sense in the game you're not really being chased. You're doing all the hunting and chasing, aren't you? So My, my reason, for, the, the reason why I'd like to be in Assassin's Creed 2 is to meet Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? To have a chat to him and go, don't worry, Leonardo. I know you're not appreciated in this time, but don't worry. In the 21st century, you will be appreciated. I mean, I mean, to be fair, they do portray him as a bit of a bumbling idiot, don't they? <laughs> you know? Hey, Ezio! <laughs> yeah. like, I like an event in the gun. Like the a Mona mad Lisa scientist of the star. time. <laughs> Look at this parachute I made. Complete bollocks. Do you know what else? Submarine. I drew it when I was drunk. It would never oh, fucking work. Do you know what else I'd love about being in that? And especially being as Ezio, you know, being able to clamber around all those huge buildings and towers and oh, stuff. Yeah. And being able to dive off them and just just survive them. Yeah, and landing those haystacks every single time without missing. Yeah, that that would be cool. I can I can see living there would be cool. Yep. Not so sure about the next one, though. Yeah, the next one. So. Well, maybe in its prime, but when it goes down, I wouldn't want to be around. Um, Bioshock. Yeah, Rapture. I mean, there's no, there's no argument that it's a beautiful world. That, yes. You know that they created. Yes. But the problem with that is, yeah, it it goes to shit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but you got to say, I think the one reason where I'd like to be in Bioshock or in Rapture, it, the soundtrack, the music's great. Yeah, no, it is. I'd always yeah. be diving in, in Bioshock land, in Rapture. I'd always be dancing the coup. But to, be, to a certain extent, that's a bit like Fallout New Vegas. I love having the radio on as I'm travelling around, you know. And Do you know what was really weird? I've never mentioned this. When I, when I first started playing, the, the, the first song that I came on was a kick in the head. And it yeah. reminded me of another game. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. ah, that's quite cool hearing that. So, yeah. I like I like the music in Fallout as well. I like I like that sort of oldie yes, worldy fifties. Yes. Nice. The clash between the future and the past. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the juxtaposition of it all. Yes. It's very. Uh, we might have to like kind of skip over this. Well, one. you know, in, interestingly, most people do live in this world <laughs> for a long good time. Point. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, world of Warcraft. Yeah, people Everybody have been married in World of Warcraft. Yeah. People have been. I know we don't want to bring the podcast down, but people have been killed um, because of World of Warcraft. Um, people have been robbed. People have been, uh, as I say, they fell in love. They've met their loved ones. They've made groups, friends, uh, and even a very funny uh, web program that was on Xbox Live. What's it called? The Guild has oh, been yeah. made because yeah. of World of Warcraft. So, yeah, people do kind of live in World of Warcraft. And we can't really talk, talk too much about it because we don't really know a lot about it. We don't know, but I can imagine it's you know, you know, ghosts and goblins and elves and God knows what else. I suppose it wouldn't be your cup of tea, would it? You wouldn't want to live there, would you? No, no. Oh God, I'll be, I'll be livid all the way through. Yeah. Uh, the next one. Yep. Batman Arkham Asylum. I don't know if I'd like to live in Arkham Asylum. But you'd like to live in Gotham City. Would yeah, you? I wouldn't mind living in Gotham City. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that'd be pretty cool. You know, it must be the only place on Earth, you know, if it existed as a place, 
What is all these supervillains and superheroes and God knows what roaming the streets doing How all sorts would it be, of weird stuff? Right. I mean, can you imagine the headlines in the paper every day? Just oh, be... here's a Joker again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like... you know, he'd beat yeah. bloody David Cameron, like <laughs> taking the caps off tuition fees. Who cares about that? That's just Joker's trying to kill everyone. <laughs> That's more interesting. Um, oh, God, it was yeah, crazy it, headlines. I, I don't think I want to. It, it would also be the world where everybody forgets that they've just saw Batman, because in Arkham Asylum, obviously, you know, they they just assume that he's gone. Uh, and they just don't don't think to look up the world where no one looks up. But in some ways, right? Don't you just think as well that you know at least with Batman, right? When he is Batman, he covers his face up so nobody knows. If you're Superman, you just put a pair of glasses on and nobody knows who you are anymore. Hang on, you you, you look you kind of look and you're never around. Yeah, you're Superman, aren't you? Yeah, you figure out in, in no problem. <laughs> he, he could just turn his back, stick the glasses on, and he don't know who he is anymore. Yeah, what's all that about? Yeah, bless him. Um. But yeah, I'd like to live in Gotham City, definitely, definitely. But maybe not Arkham Asylum, even though it would be pretty dangerous. But it yeah. would be very exciting. It I would think. be an interesting place to live. <laughs> very interesting places to live. Yeah, yeah. I think Greg DeLacy already lives here. <laughs> yeah. Grab their thought, oh, San Andreas, which is based off LA-ish. Um, and well, California. It's, it's basically different parts of California. Uh, yeah. I'd like to live in the, the, the rich area of San Andreas. But again, you are liable to be carjacked. That's right. Or killed. Um, or or killed. Or worse. Or worse. I don't know what's worse than being killed. <laughs> well, I suppose you could be dismembered a bit first. Yeah, or forced <laughs> to watch Susan Boyle for two hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be definitely worse. Terrible. But yeah, San Andreas. Uh, I'll read out what he says because I haven't really been reading his article. But with its darker, San, um, with its darker, more adult tone, San Andreas is at its core an awful place full of druggies, dealers, prostitutes, and pimps. He's not really selling it very well. No. All of whom will gladly have a go at you, often with a gun, if you so much as look into the distance. Then there's the flip side of the empty, lonely, green countryside. The roads are long, the towns far apart, and the people almost non-existent. You've more freedom than in the dense, claustrophobic city, but it's juxtapos- ju- juxtaposition that hits you whilst whistling country breeze, whilst like a whistling country breeze, and makes you realise just how vast and multifaceted San Andreas really is. So there you go. Is, is there anywhere else you can think of where you'd, you'd like to live in a, in a game? I have got one. Where I'd, I'd probably like to go and visit for a bit. Not necessarily live, but I'd like to go and visit. I think I know what it is. Do you do? Where do you think it is? Fable. No, do you know? I wouldn't want to live in Fable. Why? Because it's just a load of areas linked together by cutscenes <laughs> and loading screens. Every time you walk through a gate, it's like, oh, you're yeah. right for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. no, I wanna... But I would like to live in Cyrodiil, you know, out of oblivion. Right. That's okay. where I'd like to live. Mm. You know, I mean, that'd be a cool place living in your little shed on the edge of a lake or whatever. Yeah, I could see myself doing that. Yeah. I, like, I like the idea of living in fire. It'd be, it'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just farting at everybody and they're all thinking it's and clapping and thinking it's brilliant. You could just act how you normally want to act, but in playable. <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah, you go. Walk, 
every time I walk through town, shoot, you don't know how many times I want to go up to a group of people and just fart. <laughs> and they, they don't approve of it and clap and stuff. In, in fact, you know, you can, you know, get off with a girl in Fable just by farting at her. Yeah. yeah. Know, how many games, oh, can you, how many how many times could you do that in real life? I mean, like Tora, who's been on the podcast, I had to fart five times to impress her. In <laughs> Fable, it would have been two. What about belching? Do you do any belching? Oh, no, oh, no, no, that's her. Funny dances. <laughs> yeah, well, I do a funny dance, but not on purpose. But uh, <laughs> you've seen that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but I think I could live in Fable. It'd be, be hilarious. It'd be great. I know, I know where I know where Duke would want to live. Mist. Absolutely, of course he would. Yeah, yeah, you can see him there, can't you? I, I wouldn't mind himself. living in the Half-Life world, but the problem is with that, that everybody would trap you in a room and talk to you and you couldn't escape for a while. <laughs> that is true. I wouldn't mind being in a world with a portal gun. Mm. Not necessarily in those labs, but, you know, just sort of out in the open with a portal gun to play with. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know, I can, I can see myself sort of, uh, you know, doing that. Um... I don't know, you know. It's cool. We like lists, though, don't we? So. Yeah, we do. But that was the list. Great. That was the list. Places the list. that you wouldn't want to leave, apparently. Sweet. Although some of them we wouldn't want to visit, so <laughs> it's a bit of a Ooh. it's a bit of a contradiction. <laughs> so there you go. Okay, uh, I think it is that time of the show. We're going to have a little bit of music. We have got a little bit of music now. As as it is, it's not really been Halloween themed. It hasn't really been Halloween themed, but we had a bit of Halloween, and I've got a little bit of a Halloween thing after the break. So only a little thing, though. So don't get too excited. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did come across uh, it's uh, the theme from Silent Hill, but done in a bit of a drum and bass style. So I'm sure uh, Duke approves of this, even though he's not said very much tonight. But I'm sure yeah. he, he will approve of this. So. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, we'll play the tune, and then we come back. Uh, we've got something sort of new that is going to become potentially a regular feature. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll play the tune. So away you go. Sweet.
There you go. You There's like that? Weird, weird remix in the middle of that. Stuart. I know. I know. They may people may not hear that on the actual published show, <laughs> though it has to be said. <laughs> so, so it might have been all for nothing. Spoil some. I know. I'm like that. I'm Leave like, it in. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't leave that. It is terrible. Anyway, wicked. Anyway, um, yes, I did put up a little topic in the forums uh, this week, with it being Halloween and all. Really? And basically, basically, the forum title was "What is the perfect game for Halloween?" So, what's the perfect game to play at Halloween? You see, you see what I did. And I did a poll, so I did give some, you know, obviously uh, some suggestions to, for people to vote on. So the suggestions I gave were these. Uh, Dead Space, uh, Silent Hill and sort of all these iterations because I couldn't be bothered listing them all. But I thought any Silent Hill game would come under that. Uh, Resident Evil, and again, all these uh, iterations. Condemned, Half-Life 2, Fear, Left for Dead, Red Dead Undead Nightmare, because I thought we had to give that a mention because it's just so good. Did I mention how good it is? Um, no. Alan Wake and Dead Rising. So those were the choices I gave to people. Okay. Um, so shall we do... The games that were chosen in the poll, or shall we give some of the comments, read some of the comments out what people put? Choose the, the games first, and then the comments. Okay, let's do the games first, then. Okay. Okay. Enjoying, because there was only two, uh, four got no votes at all. Those were Dead Rising, Fear, Half-Life 2. Because I think Half-Life 2 is quite a scary game, personally. It's got kind of zombies, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think it's, you're always feel, I always feel on edge when I play it for some reason. I always right. feel a bit like on edge and a bit worried for Gordon all the time. You know, even though you're so... It's weird with Half-Life. Even though you're playing in the first person, I always feel like I'm playing for him to make sure he's safe. So I have very weird feelings when I play Half-Life. Anyway, um, yeah, so in joint third place, uh, with 11% of the vote each, uh, was Alan Wake, Red Dead Undead Nightmare, Left 4 Dead, and Dead Space. Okay. Alan Wake, Red Dead, and Dead Space. Yeah, and Left 4 Dead. So they were joint third. Okay. In second place, we've got Condemned with 22% of the vote. So people, and I've got to say, I, I still think that's my personal scariest game. You know, I think it's a close one with Dead Space, but Condemned, God, that game was seriously creepy. As I said, the, the original one, not that, I think the second one sort of blew it a bit, but the first one was very scary. Very scary game. Uh, but in first place with 33% of the vote was Silent Hill. So there you go. So people think the best Halloween game to play is Silent Hill. Uh, so let's go through some of the comments. Uh, G.H. Rocky, he said, I would have chosen Dead Rising since it has a bit of scurs with no light when the lights aren't on. But I chose Condemned since it's the only game that made me jump out of my chair. Pure Halloween. Scur yourself so much you piss yourself. So mm. there you go. Which I, I sort of agree with. It's a, it's a pretty scurry game, is Condemned. I mean, you piss yourself. No, I did. I do that anyway. You know, especially when I've had too many beers. That's just um, your age. I know, yeah, weak bladder and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Quamrian, he put Condemned Easily because it puts you right in the face of danger. And to this day, it's still a gem. I wish the second one wasn't such a joke, but one bullet from any gun popping people's heads like watermelons. What the heck were they thinking? You remove the challenge and tension and the game just isn't scary anymore. So there you go. So I sort of agree with him that. Right, Woody, he said... I guess Dead Rising would probably be the scariest game in terms of atmosphere and sound design, but the techno sci-fi horror landscape that just doesn't say Halloween the way some of the others do. So there you go. So he didn't like the, you know, the sci-fi stuff. Okay. Uh, Dave Dog, Dead Space still leaves me with 
brown pants at the very thought of it. Well, I am old and incontinent, but, you know, that's about fun. And at Halloween, it has to be left for dead. So he's a left for dead man for Halloween. Okay. Uh, Surface Lizard, which is a surprisingly short post for him, I have to say. And he was pimping himself at the same time. So he put, have you seen the main VG front page? One of the best pieces on scurry games I have ever read in my life. <laughs> uh, which was his piece. He was, of course, it was. Yeah. Personally, for me, it's a decision between Project Zero and The Lost Crown. So I'll just vote wildly to myself. So there you go. So I didn't want any of my choices. He wanted his own. Uh, Grey Fox was Silent Hill two three. Uh, Project Zero and the Siren games all get my votes. Uh, I don't find most of the games in the poll particularly scary. A little tense at some parts, sure. But the early Silent Hills and the Siren games really got under my skin. I wish there were more great horror games. I love a good scare. Uh, Jim said, the second Project Zero game, hands down, it made me terrified to play it on my own, even during the daytime. Have, have you played Project Zero? I must admit, I haven't. Project Zero, Project Zero. It was one of Quanrian's in his... Uh, in his, his little rundown of scary games, he picked sort of some, some obscure ones, but some people wouldn't know. I must admit, I'd never heard of Project Zero, so I'm, I'm sure there's people out there going, Is that what? the whole name, Project Zero? Yeah. People going, well, what do you mean? You've never heard of it, you mental. So, Project, yeah. Zero. Project, Project Zero. Was it, was it an arcade game? Or? No, no, it was a full retail title. I think it was on... I'll, I will tell you in one second. Let's uh, carry on, but I have brought up his story, so I will be able to tell you which... Uh, which his was Project Zero. Come on, let's bring that. Oh yeah, Project Zero. It was on the. Oh, it was on the PS2. It was Fatal. Fatal Frame. frame. Ah. Oh, now I know what it is. Ah. Oh, in Europe, it was known as Project Zero. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. <laughs> I always thought it was called Fatal Frame. We are. So there you go. So yeah, Fatal Frame. I, I'd never played it, but I've heard a lot about it. I think I would probably like it. Yeah, probably. I think I would probably like it, so maybe someday I should play that. Uh, but he says the first Forbidden Siren game had some great marketing whereby you could go uh, to a mock website and read about mysterious happenings in a village the game is based on. You could also have an online discussion with one of the many game characters who provided you, uh, told him your email, would really email you strange pictures he took and send you messages about his visits to the village. Great stuff, especially as the village really does exist. Hmm. How creepy and weird is that? Very I think most of them have been taken down now, but from what I can find, there are still a few up there. So, yeah, they, you could. They, so they actually made. So that was sort of a bit of a Blur Witch project before the Blur Witch project. Right. Yeah. So they were sort of making out it was a real place, and then finally, Grey Fox. He finishes off with, "Yeah, Siren Blood Curse had some interesting websites too. There was a blog for the main character, for example." Uh, plus, each time they bring out a new game, they always put up a 24-7 live stream from inside the village in the game for a few weeks after the game's release. So you can actually watch it like you're watching the actual village from the game. Right. Okay. Cool. And every so often you'll see a, a, Shibu, a Shibitu, whatever that is, a Shibitu, Shibitu, uh, yeah. one, wandering past the camera uh, or people being chased. Lovely. Yeah. Weird as that. And he says, one time I saw a cop shooting at one of them. Uh, he took it down and then ran off. And then a few minutes later, it got back up, uh, wandered around for a bit, and then left the area. It all helped to make the game seem even more believable and real. So there you go. So that's, Sounds very odd, very odd. 
Yeah, I like that though. I must admit, I've never come across that, and I suppose you know, I, I missed all the PS2 stuff, so you know, I missed all these early sort of horror games, and and I guess as a result, I missed a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, so all that stuff as well. Okay, before the end of the show, we have got it's, it's sort of a new feature that we're hopefully going to make it a regular thing, uh, and it's not always going to be the same format. So I need to stress that now. Uh, so what's what I'm about to uh, play now? It won't be the same uh, every week, but this is just uh, one of the things that he's going to be doing, and that is Surface Lizard. He's going to do some little uh, features for the show, so it could nice. be something something different every week. Uh, now, I do know we will hopefully have lined up the same treatment for you as I got okay. and, and the same for you. And basically, he's done us a little feature called uh, 20 questions minus 10, you know, because he, he likes being wordy and all that sort right. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What he did was did a quick interview with me asking me a few obscure questions and getting my opinions on them. So, you know, he, he threw all sorts of stuff at me and he obviously hopefully gives people a bit more of an insight into me as a gamer and me as a person. So there you go. Yeah, we don't get enough of you every week. I know, I know. But, you know, he's going to do the same treatment to you and to Duke and I'm assuming he won't use the same questions on you too. So who knows what you'll get asked. What you'll get. It's not too long, so it's not too painful. Uh, so here we go, let's uh, let's play that. The sun comes up and the sun goes down And the hands on the clock just keep going around I just get up and it's time to lay down Life gets tedious, don't it? My shoe's untied, but I don't care Because I don't figure on going nowhere I'd just have to wash and comb my hair That's just wasted effort Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. I think I'm getting a cold in the nose. Life gets tasteless, don't it? This is 20 questions minus 10. I've gone to the throne, I've gone to the power and the dominion, which means I'm humbled and awed to have the daddy. Stu, how the hell are you? I, I'm okay. I, I, I've got to say, I don't think I've ever been quite introduced that way before. It's all about building people up before you knock them down. It's a great uh, chat show technique. I saw it from Michael Parkinson. Yeah, no, I'm feeling quite sort of built up now. I'm ready now, yeah. You ready? It's, it's like 10-pin. I've got the ball in my hands. I probably really shouldn't say that. That's okay. Now, more importantly, are you good to go? I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. Marvellous. The curse question, and probably the most important question, everything's going to stand on this. If this doesn't work, I have to cut you off. What's your favourite biscuit? Um, my favourite biscuit, I've got to say, is a Jaffa cake. Okay, now, we have a contentious issue. You've done this on purpose. Cake I or have. Biscuit? Uh, you see, it, it almost is a cake, but you do pick it up in the biscuit aisle, so it's, yeah, uh, it's a toughie. Is that because Sainsbury's staff can't actually read and do their jobs properly? Now, no disrespect to Sainsbury's staff, but it should it be in the cake aisle. It, I, I don't think so. I think it, it's, it's a tough one. But the, the other thing to, to realise with a, a Jaffa cake, it has got to be a McVitie's Jaffa cake and not a sort of supermarket's own version. <laughs> so how would you qualify Tesco white label Jaffa biscuit or whatever they've got? Yeah, they're, they're just not up to the mark. You, they, they have that horrible cheap chocolate on, and I think you've got to have a decent chocolate on a Jaffa cake. Personally. Very good for uh, clay pigeon shooting and anything else. Stu, we, we have to say, now, before we started recording, I did say I'd give you a tenner to say fruit shortcake. Have you suddenly got a moral conscience now? Uh, no, not really. Okay, well, no, I, don't, I, I don't like fruit shortcakes, to be honest. 
I beg your pardon. No, well, you know. Just... But it's, it's, I, I'm not going to start rhapsodising about fruit shortcake. I'm going to have to win. Yeah. But it's never I do like I, I like millionaire shortbread. Does that count? Shortbread, it, it's a good compromise. It depends if it's proper or butter shortbread. Now we're talking. But again, if you're going for the Highland, quote unquote, and when you look on the back, made in Bognor, and the closest that's ever been to Scotland is some bloke in a skirt. Yeah, and, and they use probably stalk margarine or something to make it with. Do they still sell stalk margarine? Are we showing our age again? Oh, no. Yeah, no, I, I actually bought some. My wife's been you know, baking some cakes at home, and I actually bought some stalk margarine. So, yes, it is definitely still available. I remember the Leslie Crowther taste tests, which, is, again, is, is a real throwback. And um, 8 out of 10 housewives apparently prefer stalk. Make about what you will. There you go. Stu, okay. move or connect. Move or connect. Neither. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. I've given my views on Move as a very casual, friendly, game-focused bit of kit. Connect is more of an expensive, one-in, all-in flail around. What, what's taken you off the course of either of those, then? Well, I just at the moment, okay, there is just nothing that attracts me to either of them, apart from Child of Eden. You can play it with a controller anyway, so I don't you need can, either. You can res it. You can res it with a controller. That's fine. Yeah, and apparently um, it's much harder with a controller than it is with the because there's a, a limited response from the the Connect. It, it uh, it's better apparently played with a controller. Interesting. I'm still cynical as to how Connect is going to deal with three, four, multiple players, but I'm looking forward to trying it on launch. So you haven't got to the point where your uh, lovely daughter has started giving you puppy eyes and nope. sort of saying, oh. Good. She, well, she, plays, she plays proper games. She's, she's a proper, proper joypad gamer. Indeed. Well she's, done. That, she's that's proactive parenting. What was the first game you ever played? Oh, God. The first game I ever played was probably Pong. Oh, original it, Pong or home it, console? No, no. It wasn't on a... It was... God, what was it called? It was the Atari... A Binatone. A Binatone, yes. It was a Binatone we had. <laughs> it, was, it was a Binatone multi... I had a very same one. With a, with a sort of knob... That you turned as yeah. opposed to a stick that you held. Yeah, that's it. Came with the detachable paddles for all of two players. That's and right. Variants of pong. You could have uh, tennis, squash, football. All of it was pong. That's it. And you could flip the switches mid-game to change the angle and really mess up people's moves. God, that seems such a long time ago. I still have one in the attic, and you know what? It still works. I've got through three Xbox 360s on my fourth. Binatone pong still works. God, I that's unbelievable. Heavy Rain, conceptual yep. dramatic genius or limited self-indulgent nonsense? Uh, somewhere in between. On the fence, my man. Yeah, somewhere in between. I'd, it was one, you know, interestingly, um, games from this year, that was the one game I really couldn't wait to play. Mm, I remember the early podcast. Yep. You, you were wetting yourself. I was very excited for it. I was very, and don't get me wrong, you know, even because I do go back and play odd levels again just to play mm. through them again, and... I still think, out of all the games that have been released this year, that is the one game that elicited an emotional response from the player. You Absolutely. know, no matter how badly the dialogue was, or how you know some of the lines was just terrible, or how many plot holes there were in the game, it still some of those action sequences for me were, were phenomenally done. You know, the for me the standout ones were probably the the car, you know, the car trial. See, I really enjoyed that. I remember Duke's comments on it, but to me, it really called back the the great era. I mean, it was Twitch gaming at its best, but it also was like Dragon's Lair. It was yeah. that kind of immediate once response. You, once you realised what you had to do, you, and that it was that almost like, oh my god, 
Mm. You know, and when he started, it was so well scripted and put together. You know, it was amazing. And the other one was in the uh, the cellar with the psycho. You know, I thought that was such a brilliant scene. That was phenomenal. I replayed that about four or five times yeah. just to watch the different fight scenes. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I, I did let that character die just to see what would happen. Really? You see, because yeah. there was parts of the game where you felt you could die when you couldn't, but the only way you would find out was to let them die, and obviously you weren't going to do that. And I think that's what that game did so well, because it was that feeling of you know mortality, but never mm. really knowing whether you would or you wouldn't in any scene. Did you and play I, Fahrenheit? Because I did indeed I play Fahrenheit. I, really appreciated in that game the sense of psychological balance and you could get to a point where your character would just literally commit suicide jump out the window that was missing in heavy rain i mean i know that ethan mars um huge spoiler please skip about 10 seconds if you let the killer get off he would hang himself in his cell but that was very much right at the end it wasn't a mid-game situation it would have been interesting to have some kind of barometer because all the characters in the game were fundamentally broken uh, addicted uh, you know neurotic or um I mean, uh, again, Shelby, he's worthy of a Hitchcock film. Very, very deep when you get into his character. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I I think it was a very ambitious game that just didn't quite make it. It was I close. It suffered from a very bad case of the moral news, didn't it? It's going to be fantastic. It's going to redefine gaming. It's a new paradigm. But you've still got to bow to what gamers want. And it's an uneasy synthesis between the two at the minute still. Yeah, no, I agree. I want to get Duke at some point to do 20 questions minus 10. I want to put the very same question, and I want to hear an interesting 40-minute rant. You will get one for sure. Have you, did you ever go back and listen to the uh, Heavy Rain after show that we did? Yes, I did. I, I've did, been with you for a long time. Hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. He, he was on the ball completely, but for the very same reason, he was completely off the ball. And I have nothing but respect for his views, intelligently put, but... Like that, it, it's one coin, two sides with Heavy Rain. It depends on your heritage. Given that Duke's a missed man, I would have thought that he would have appreciated the pace and the sense of it being measured and given to you almost as a drip feed. But I, I, I respect the guy's opinion. Yeah, I mean, the other big, biggest fundamental issue I had with that game, just before we do move on to your next question, was the fact that if you did the scenes correctly mm. right, and got everything right and didn't miss any of the prompts and all that sort of stuff, you would have missed out on quite a lot of those action sequences, and that Absolutely. to me was a bit of a weird thing because it didn't, it almost didn't reward you for doing things right. You got rewarded for doing things wrong, and you got that sort of adrenaline rush from that rather than actually playing the game correctly, which is a weird thing. I agree. I, I would say the way the save system was was that it was only a couple of minutes to go back and try every single death and every single variation. So I think in the back of their mind, they did put this in. And also, it was a game that really warranted two playthroughs. Maybe I played it through three times uh, to catch all of the eventualities. So it, it was well conceived from that respect. It was only it was well timed saves. I, I detest bad save points. Let, let's not dwell on heavy rain. Your house is on fire. Puppy and a kitten. Which do you save? Only one. I would save the puppy every time. <laughs> Congratulations, cats. I hate the things. They're, they're oh. indifferent. Hello, I'm your cat. Meow, meow, feed me. I'll give you some affection. Okay, that's great. I'm fed now. Get stuffed. You Same know, the time. trouble the trouble with cats is you never know what they're thinking. You know, one minute they can be looking at you, the next minute they're sticking their claws in your legs. Yeah, no. It would definitely be the puppy every time. Yeah, cats always remind me of Blofeld from Bonds. They've always got that sort of slightly, yeah, I'm above you, condescending. Yes. Alan Sugar. Every cat is Alan Sugar. <laughs> yeah, they're Hateful. very, very sly. Very sly. Absolutely. Dogs, 
unconditional love. Maybe I'm just really, really insecure. I like to come home and have something wag its tail and maybe even wet the floor slightly with excitement, but maybe that's just my own preference. I would agree. Good man. Is your partner a gamer or your wife in this case? Does it cause grief? As, as me a gamer, has that caused grief with my wife? Well, it, do, does your wife herself play games? Does, does the tension well, cause grief? Not really. She sort of plays Peggle and Peggle Heavy Peggle Rain, grief. and, and oh. that's all that she's played, really. And oh, she does she... like Tetris. Uh, how, oh, this is the whole Tetris and woman. It's the whole OCD of tidying up, isn't it? But that's yeah. dangerous in thin ice. Yep, yep. I mean, no. I mean, there has been tension with me being a, such a gamer as I am, but not, yeah. not from my certain, wife playing games. Certain games and relationships, I can imagine something like New Vegas is very detrimental because Einstein's theory of relativity has been significantly proven by Fallout New Vegas, where two hours equals... 10 minutes or so it feels. Correct. Dangerous yeah. stuff. What, I was film, to... what film, in your opinion, would make a fantastic game? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, let me have a little think about that. Film that's currently sort of being... You see, the, the problem you've got, okay, the problem you've got is that a lot of films that are made into games are just rubbish games. They don't honour. I remember one of the best film games I ever played... Uh, was called Hitchcock, The Final Cut, which was a PC adventure game released about 2000, 2001. And the whole thing was a colossal homage to Hitchcock's films, up down to film clips, uh, plots and scenes, incredibly well done, because it wasn't a cheap cash and it was a work of love. When you have a film license, the first thing you've got is a deadline, first and foremost, and that's the problem. Let, let's live in the happy utopia where we run the daddy productions. You've okay. got two years, and you're going to do a film, let's say a film that already exists, so there's no real rush. Oh, God, that's really tough, because it's hard to think of a film license that actually would make a decent game. Something like, okay, something like Seven would, would make Ooh, an excellent game. I, I approve. Would, yeah. you, would you do that in the Saw vein? Because that game was, no, was dark and horrible. No, I think it would be more in, in the sort of action-adventure detective sort of heavy rain. Heavy rain, CSI. CSI. Yes, but more sort of mature. Not, when I say mature, I don't mean mature in lots swearing. of blood and guts and swearing, yeah, but yeah, more yeah. mature in you know, decisions you make might affect what happens to the people in the game. Yeah. It would have to, because with, with seven when you've got, I mean, it would have to be an evolution of, of the John Doe murderer yeah. character, but the whole concept of decision in games, what it really means, at least to my experience, is, is the mass effect. You're two-thirds through the game, pick someone to die. Oh, there's your big decision. How moving? Well, not really. That's just taking it to a choke point and making a sacrifice and not making a decision in your first hour that will affect the end of the game. I think also with Seven, you could have that feeling of tension and racing against time to try and save the next victim or whatever. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's, it's a tough thing to think about because there's so many films already been made into games. Well, Mm. badly on the whole, it's hard to (laughs) think of one that hasn't been attempted. That would sort of make a good game. Fantastic answer. Okay. How many games are on your unplayed pile of disgrace at the moment? Are you as bad at whoring yourself to buy games as I am if they're cheap? I am, but, I I think I've done really well this year. I have finished a lot of games this year. 
Is that self-control or is that the wife on the purse strings? No, I've just I've, I've rented games quite a bit this year, okay. so I've felt the need and compulsion to get them finished before I mm. take them by because obviously I've been renting them from blockbusters where you've obviously got seven days to finish it. Yes. So a lot of the single-player games I've been doing that with. Um, the the pile of shame probably, and I said this on on the main show this week. My biggest probably shame this year is Mass Effect Two not finishing that. Um, I've got obviously uh, Dragon Age Origins unfinished at the moment. Yep. Dead Rising Two unfinished. Um, yeah. Fallout New Vegas doesn't really count because I've obviously I've only I've only sort of just got that, so that's still being played. I, um, I tend to draw. There's there's a six month circle around the new release, and when you start getting outside of that, but it's good though because once you do that, you're liberated. There's a real mania to play a game when it's fresh and new and when there's discussion. One of the great things about the VG podcast, uh, like in the most well the most recent show now, Duke said, "Oh, I've been playing Resistance Two. That game's what two years old." Yeah, and it, it's great to work in a situation where there is no pressure. Someone's views on that are as valid now, if not more so, than they were at the time of release. Which, incidentally, is another one on my pile of shame because I'm about three quarters of the way through it and not quite got to the end. And I suppose the, the final one was Saints Row Two, which I started with you, but never really been back to since. So. We we co-opted it. We had serious voice chat problems, and we should go back to that. We I've actually I've that. actually had to uninstall it because I have a launch model 40 gig PS3. And I'm, I know, it still works. Really yeah. Bad. yeah. I've saved the most difficult question till last to really okay. force you to compress your answer. Why do you play games? It's quite interesting. I mean, why does anybody play games? I suppose, for me, it is a bit of an escape, you know, Absolutely. from reality, and it is sort of. I suppose to have an experience of some kind that is something that isn't going to have any consequences in real life. Hmm. You know, it's just something that's, that's for me, pure entertainment. Absolutely. You know, and I, I, and also, also for the social aspect as well. Yeah, I know you're not a big fan of online, but when you get a group, group the VG play dates as an example, I've never played something online with more respect, and it's never been as much fun. It's incredible. Yeah, it does. I think it does make a difference. Having a community is it, it does make a huge difference when you when you are playing online with people because I think people respect you more, like you say, and you know them. So there's no random people there, and you just Absolutely. and it's just for fun. Yeah, it best attitude there is. Speaking of community, if you want to get involved and get on the podcast and get grilled and slightly condescended by me, mostly around biscuits, you need to get in touch, Stu. It's been an unabashed pleasure. That's okay. Bye. So there you go. See Lovely. You. I know. I feel like I know you better now, Stu. I know. I bet you do. I bet you know me even better than before now. Yeah. Oh, lovely know? stuff. Yeah, he's obsessed with biscuits, that, that guy, though, I tell you. I've, I've never known anyone so obsessed with biscuits. I have. You have? Who? Yeah, well, he turned into a biscuit. He had surgery and turned himself into a biscuit. Yeah. Don't like to talk about it, to be honest. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I feel sorry I brought it up now. Yeah, yeah, it's a very awkward conversation that we yeah, just had. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, it's it's painful. Anyway, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, we have we have got to get, get ourselves out of here, I, I suppose. So we need to do some shout outs. Shout out. And I think Duke said he, you know, I, I was talking to him while we were playing the uh, tune before, and he said he might just feel up to giving a shout out. Really. See what we're giving a shout out. Think he's up for it? Yeah, let's see. Let's see what he what he has to say. Uh, shout outs, yeah. Uh, first of all, African Weasel. 
thanks for the games on Hardcore Team Deathmatch. Had some fun playing with him. He said, oh, I feel a little starstruck because I'm playing with you. And I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm just a, just another doofus who uh, does a podcast. So anyway, cheers to him. And uh, Osaka Jim and I have been uh, trading messages about Fallout New Vegas. So, uh, yeah, cheers to him, dude. Thanks for all the messages. And Adroxky also. We were chatting about movies and stuff. So cheers to him. That's me done. There you go. Yeah, he doesn't say that ill. No, he doesn't. And to be honest with you, that's the most he's said all the podcasts. He's, I've never known him to be so. To be honest, I think he's faking it. I yeah, I, faking I, I do. Just to get off work. Because yeah. this is work, by the way. Yeah, he's work. It is work. I mean, he was skiving off school the other week, so who knows? Hmm. You know, we we know he's been doing a bit of skiving off school and playing Fallout New Vegas and all that stuff, so maybe that's, that's what it is. He's playing Fallout, that's, that's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. When he's going off pretending he's sick, he's he's playing Fallout. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he's doing. Uh, have you got any shout-outs? Uh, I'll shout out to Tahara, Ballet Bunny, oh, yeah? who, who was on the show earlier, Balassa. Bless her. She did well. She said she was nervous. Well, she ah, look, everybody shouldn't be nervous. You don't need to be nervous around. I know. She's weird. She was yeah. just talking to me. Yeah, you don't need to be nervous. She says, "Oh, I was nervous." Um, so yeah, thanks to Tara for coming on. It was nice to have her on and confirm that that is my actual girlfriend on the forums. It is. It is. Well, we, she, there's a picture now, so we know for sure it is. Yep. Yeah. She's also joined uh, the Girl Gamers forums. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Look, she oh. never did. She don't need to go there. She can come to our forum. Said that. I said, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Imagine uh, she may come more often than you do. Lol. Uh, and moving on, <laughs> I'll shout out. Oh, I played some. Ah, uh... oh, there you go. I, I played some Left 4 Dead 2 with Scott Wilson, Jonathan Wilson's little brother. I'll shout him out. He uh, jumped in the game with Left 4 Dead 2 with me and my friend Ben. So I'll shout. Give me a shout out. Okay. Brap, brap. And is that, brap. Is that, is that your shout-outs done? Brutside. Yes. There you go. Um, well, I'm going to shout-out G.H. Rocker. Okay. Uh, because it's, it's been his birthday this week. His birthday is... is oh, he's, bless him. He's the ripe old age of 14 now. Wow, 14. Uh, 14. A whole 14, bless him. Oh, I remember when I was 14. Yep, yep. Yeah, I can't remember that. That was me just thinking about being 14. Yeah, well, I was trying to, but I can't remember that. Yep, too far back for you. It is. It is. Uh, just a minute. Nope. There's nope. still nothing coming. Nope. It's, it's nothing just happened. a total. It's I'd like a black capital. I'd love to meet 14-year-olds, Stu. Would you? <laughs> Imagine what games would be like when we grow up. <laughs> we have to go into the TV. <laughs> what, you mean we can't do that already? Nope, Jeez. can't do that. It just never happened. Here with me, you thinking it was going to happen, and it just never did. Damn it just never did. Um, and you know what? It's, it's weird, right? Because I haven't really played uh, games with anyone much this week because I was on holiday, and I've I've been sort of. And also, you, you forgot to you say that you're antisocial as well. I am pretty antisocial. As yeah. well. and you hate um, everyone. I'll, I'll shout out my daughter Millie though for playing uh, DJ Hero to and beating me. Yeah, well yeah. done, Millie. Yeah. There you go. Shout out to her as well. And we have got a new iTunes review in the UK. Yeah. And hopefully, I'm going to give a bit of public information at the same time. All right, cool. So it's combined review and public information. Uh, and it's by Ice Cool. So there you go. Ice. All right. 
I think it was lucky to get that uh, username because I would imagine those sorts of names go very quickly. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's given us five stars, said it's awesome, so he likes the podcast, so that's always a good start. Um, and basically he said, uh, best gaming podcast out there. Uh, been listening from the start, but I can't download it from iTunes to my iPhone anymore. It downloads and just says there's a problem downloading, so I can't listen at work anymore. And oh. yes, I can download other podcasts with no problems, uh, just not this one. Please help! I love the podcast. Uh, unsubscribe and subscribe again. Well, we can now. You see, I've been thinking about this, right? And I'm wondering if he's one of these because there are these people around who never ever connect their iPhone or their iPod to the computer. So they just download everything pretty much straight off the, you know, off the internet via their iPhone. Um, I don't think so. It's possible. No, I reckon he's one of these people who download it to the computer and then connects his iPod or iPhone and then... Well, if he does that, I don't understand why it's not working. If he does that, then I'd say unsubscribe and then subscribe again. But he's saying he can't download it straight to his iPhone from iTunes, so he obviously downloads them straight from iTunes to his iPhone. Now... I tried it with my iPod Touch on two separate podcasts that we recently released just to see, and it worked perfectly without any issues. So I had no problems on my iPod Touch. Now, I am running a 4.1 operating system, and I have got the latest iTunes on my PC, which I think is version 10 point something, Mm -hmm. 10.1 or 10.2. So the best advice I can give him is to to do the same thing, is to, to ensure that he's got the right... Equipment or the, the the latest firmware updates on his iPhone. Or if that doesn't work, buy a new PC. Yeah, buy a new PC or a new iPhone for that matter. Yeah, because it's definitely worth. And then the only other advice I can give him is to download it straight from Podbean. So if you yeah. if you come to the Veteran Gamer site, which is www.veterangamers.co.uk, that's it's only two W's. I know I always do that, don't I? www.veterangamers.co.uk. If you come over there, there is a link to Podbean. Uh, straight from the site. You can download it there as a music track, if you, if you will, as an MP3, and you can just put it on your iPhone as you would normally a piece of music or an album and listen to it that way. So that's the only other advice I can give him, really. Hmm. Well, there you go. So I do apologise. Uh, there is a player at Podbean, and if you've got, obviously, internet on your phone, you may be able to play it straight from there. I don't know how well that would work over the normal 3G network. Hmm. So you could try that. So... I've given as many suggestions yeah. as I can. My advice is unsubscribe and subscribe. Oh, uh, if he is downloading it to his iPhone, download it to iTunes and then connect your iPhone or iPod and sync it up with it because that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, and I, I would imagine you shouldn't have any problems with that. So, but keep listening though. Don't keep listening. Up. Yeah, just keep listening and, and just... or yeah. quit your job. Yeah, yeah. And just listen at home. Yeah, that's a good idea. We like that as well. Good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Uh, I believe we did have another review. Yeah, we, have we got, uh, you know, on the Americans? Yep. Uh, we're talking about the one that was lifted on the 26th, right? Right. That is, uh, that is the very latest. No, not the one. We've read the one that was left on the We Earth. have read the other one, yes. The other one. Was, okay, uh, so okay. this one is a new one that someone left uh, on the 26th of uh, October. Bloody hell, it's November now. Jesus Christ. I know, yeah. Oh, by the way, I'll share it with my brother. It was his birthday uh, on the 1st. So, yeah. happy, happy birthday, Pete. Happy birthday. And I'll also shout out Tahara. Tahara. Oh, yeah. And you've met Pete, and uh, you've met Tahara met. on the phone. I so have. you've met Pete in real life. I have. Okay. Anyway. This uh, iTunes review in America, titled Rockin'. No G, just Rockin'. Exclamation point. Uh, five stars. The best kind of stars. 
and it's from Mud, Mudik, Mud, I don't know, weird, Mudik, 1973. And he says, these guys are rocking it, old school, blah. Uh, who says you have to be young to play video games? Not these guys. A good mix of game information, humor, and game review. I like hearing what these guys think and tend to find they have the same thoughts I do on games. I especially like hearing about the indie games. They are the first podcast I've heard to review them. Keep up the good work, and if you don't listen to these guys, these guys it's a crime. There you go, that was nice. That was a nice review, wasn't it? Yeah, he must be mental or something. I think he's got some sort of mental condition. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, there we go, Stu. Thanks for losing us a listener. I know. Um, when somebody leaves us, when somebody takes he... a time out to leave a review <laughs> to say all you just call them mental. Yeah, he's now, a bit mental. I don't think you're mental, but Stu does. Anyway, so, anyway, he, he has reminded me I need to give out some public information. Again? Public, I do, yeah. I do. Because as you know, as you know, we have had the latest update, haven't we? On the oh, yeah. on the old Xbox dashboard. Uh, jarring whiteness. Yeah, um, do you know do you know actually that is really bad for dyslexics? Is it? Yeah. The the the, the dyslexics find it really hard to read words on a white background. Uh, not good. They should have kept the old one. I know. I don't. I don't like it much. I'm, I'm not overly impressed. Anyway, I, I don't know anyone who does. I've not spent a lot of time with it, but I wasn't as like I was a bit like, Ugh. yeah, don't like this. Anyway, uh, they have managed to bury the indie games even more than they were before. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I thought I would just mention this to people who do like to, you know, go and have a browse in the indie games. They, it's almost like they don't exist anymore. You really have to. Say... I thought they don't want them to exist, and maybe they'll no. fa- maybe they want to phase them out. Yeah. So basically, you know, before you could go into games and then you could scroll down and you would have arcade games, then indie Game games. Place, arcade games. Yeah, and it was place. Games. But no, they're not there anymore. Now you have to look for, I think it's speciality section or something like that it's called. And the, we've, so you have to click on that first and then the, we've in there. And I was just like, next to game room. Ooh, dear. <laughs> so that's still on there. <laughs> but it's like... Oh, speciality shops, it's called. Speciality shops, yeah. Stuff, places that they obviously don't think people want to go and look in, you know. Oh, oh, not good, not good. Yeah, I was I was, I was, was a bit disappointed because, I mean, we've talked about this quite a few times, especially with the, the, the indie game developers, you know, what sort of things they would like to see happen in, you know, on, on the Xbox to, to get some more promotion out there for the indie games. And what did he go and do? Bury them even more. Obviously not taking off for them. No, it? I feel sorry. I do feel really sorry because, you know, from talking to a lot of these guys, we know how much effort and work, you know, goes into, into even these little games that we see on there, you know, and the time and effort that they spend doing it. And I just feel sad for them that Microsoft are doing this. You know, I, I was a bit upset about it, I must admit. Did you cry? No, I didn't cry, but I just... They and cried. He's going to lose his mean... job. I know, I know. No, I didn't cry, but I just thought it was quite sad that, you know, I'd have thought they'd have tried to make them a little bit more prominent as opposed to sort of bury them even more. They're obviously not doing enough, though, you know? Well, maybe not. You know, they see it as maybe, a... Maybe, I think definitely. They're, they're obviously not doing enough for them. Yeah. The only other thing I would say, though, they have added in the new section, there's a lot more games in there than there originally was. There used to only be listed about 10, 9 or 10, and now there's about 20 listed. So obviously people will get to stay in the new bit for maybe a bit longer. So that's a good, that's a positive thing. Yeah. But the placement of it is, is I think, a, ne- a negative, unfortunately. 
So for anyone out there, it's in specialty shops now, if you want to look for the indie game section. Hidden away. Uh, on that note, I think we do need to get the hell out of here, don't we? Really? Yep. So, uh, yeah. Uh, see ya. Has you got anything to say, by the way? Is he, is he going to say goodbye? Uh, no. Uh, no, he's gone now. Is he gone? Yeah. Oh. Rude. Very rude this this yeah. week. Yeah. Duke. It's almost like he's not here. Yeah. Very odd. Very odd. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think we got away with that. I don't think anyone noticed, do you? No, I think it was flawless. I don't think anyone noticed that Duke is not here. Yeah, so hopefully we've, we've got away with that till next week. And, Sweet. you know, the fact that there weren't any sound bites or anything like that, I don't think anyone will notice that, will they? No. No, I think, we, I think we're okay. Yeah. Chad Wooden wipes his ass with $600. Cheers for that. <laughs> well, we had to have at least one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we can have another one. There you go. It feels more deep. You did stop here, recording, didn't you? So no. people won't hear this. No, no. I, I thought you were supposed to stop recording. Oh, no. Jama fool. Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Just take off a television set and go and do something that's boring instead. Sit in that home and watch TV. Oh.